welcome to We Got a Podcast, a podcast normally about Dragon Ball. From Nerve to Casper to Asuka, we're going to cover it all. I'm Ken. And I don't know what's going on. I'm scared, Doug. <laughs> and I'm BMO3 Randy. Good to have you guys here tonight. Uh, we're going to make sure that Doug knows what's going on by the end of this podcast. He's going to be the Ava expert professional when we're done here today. And More today, than I already am. Of course. Today we're talking about Evangelion 3.33. You cannot re- redo. I was about to say undo, but that's not right. Uh, <laughs> it called Evangelion Shin Gekijoban Q. Remember, we've talked about this last time, but just in case you're unfamiliar, that Q is now the letter Q. But it also comes from something called Joha Q. I'm already or, out. I'm lost. What the? <laughs> 1.11 was uh, Jo. 2.22 uh-huh. was Ha. And now we are in Q. And Joha Q it comes from the concept from Japanese court music known as Gagaku, with some fifth century music stuff. Um, basically, just kind of describing the flow of the music. Um, now it is also used to describe the flow of stories as well. Okay. Uh, which will have some resonance here in these rebuild films. But so Q, the letter Q, and then Q from the Joha Q, they kind of go hand in hand. Uh, here, the Q specifically is short for quickening, which we discussed as well last time, means when a woman is pregnant, the moment she first feels the baby kicking is oh. the quickening. Wow. And they actually, in the next episode preview last time, they used quickening to describe Unit 8, I think. I um, so. But I think maybe that meaning has to kind of change a little bit for this movie as, as some, <laughs> some, some details were kind of uh, glossed over a little bit. So this movie came out in Japanese theaters as uh, 3.0 at that time on November 12th, 2012, three years after 2.0 came out. It had a Japanese home video release called 3.33, which is one of the versions we watched, which came out on April 24th, 2013. The Evangelion 3.333 release, which Doug, you'll be surprised to learn, is what you watched. Oh, what? Okay. Uh, and Randy also watched this version as well. Came out December 23rd, 2020. Just to speak about it real quick, it's a 4K upscale of 3.33 with some visual changes made. It's really, uh, beyond that, it's basically the exact same thing. I will say the preview for the next movie was updated as well because it was around the time that 4.0 came out. Well, 3.0 plus 1.0, the fourth movie. So now the next episode preview makes sense <laughs> to what the next movie actually is. I'll have to double check because I didn't watch whatever version you had, Randy. I had my own copy and I watched oh, whatever oh. that was. So I don't even know what the okay. I, I saw. Oh, so then you watched 3.33, Doug, yeah. I'm sure. Or I watched SpongeBob for an hour and a half. I forget what I saw. So this would explain, <laughs> I was confused and Doug, you were probably also confused when Randy yeah, was telling yeah. us, hey, make sure that you watch the original version of the next episode preview. And I'm like, you just posted, I, I watched what you posted in, in chat. <laughs> <laughs> so, because Randy was watching the more updated version of this film, which again. Whenever Randy says stuff like that, I just tune it out. I don't know what I'm, what that's, that's fair. No, man, don't do that. So <laughs> what's different about this movie, the way we're going to discuss this movie versus is the past movies is that we're going to talk a little bit about the Western release of it um, because this is kind of important. Not important anymore as you can just go watch these movies on Amazon Prime, but really why you're watching them on Amazon Prime at all. Oh, I'm intrigued. So in June 2013, Funimation announced the home release uh, 
of Evangelion 3.33 that would eventually come out in February 2014. I want you to keep the date of this coming out in Japan on home video release, April 24th, 2013, okay? There will be a test. So in July 2013, there's a subbed showing at AVCon. Nothing special. They just had some subtitles that Funimation produced, and they showed this at AVCon. In October 2013, they had the dub ready for Otakon. We have some friends who go to Otakon, and I'm sure they were all there and having a good time. Part of this uh, endeavor. <laughs> we should actually ask them about this. We they should. might know. So apparently during this showing, um, around the time... So, okay, this is all a firsthand account on Reddit, which I will post and we will have in the description for this episode, so you can go and look at it yourself. This is all alleged. We cannot verify this. However, it does kind of fit okay. with everything else that happened. So apparently during this movie, around the time when Shinji and Kaoru start talking to each other, you know the way Funimation writes their, their scripts is they punch everything up, right? And oh. apparently things were punched up to such a degree that you have to remember the audience watching this is a bunch of anime fans at an anime convention Degenerates. in yeah. the U.S. Sleep deprived. You want to say it? Lots, sure. of, yeah. half lots of, them, of candy going on. Half of them probably already started drinking. So mm -hmm. there's lots of like laughter and they're reacting in ways that maybe studio Kara wasn't intending for an audience to react to this movie so okay. uh, the audience is going absolutely nuts during the showing and the present in the room Kara staff didn't take kindly to this Ooh. assuming some sort of issue with the punched up localization script prompted this reaction uh, and oh. not necessarily this is just how american audiences especially at an anime convention would react um, okay. supposedly leading to a total upheaval of what funimation had already prepared so, December 2013, Funimation claims that the home release has been delayed due to a surge in demand for a theatrical release to begin in January 2014. So, remember, this movie was originally supposed to come out on disc in February 2014. Mm -hmm. Otakon happens October 2013. December 2013, now Funimation says they're going to be, there's going to be a delay claiming that it's going to be for theatrical reasons. June 2014... Funimation assures they are working closely with Studio Kara to ensure the dub is closer to Kara's vision. Funimation's words. So already the story is kind of shifting here. Yeah, what the heck? Four months after the initial, the first release right. date, February? Wow. December 2014, Funimation confirms that Studio Kara is making new subtitles themselves for the Western release. <laughs> oh, no. And then it's kind of all quiet for a long time. Long time. February 2016. Wow. The actual home release with only the home release dub, but both Funimation's original theatrical subtitles and Kara's revised home release subtitles. Funimation does not retrieve rights to release 3.0 plus 1.11, and its previously licensed movies go out of print. Funimation loses one of the most valuable franchises in anime history, Never Forget. Thanks to Otakon. I think it's now, it is February 2018. It has been announced that Netflix is going to get the dub, is going to get the rights to Ava, which Funimation only ever had the rebuilds. They did not have the original series. For a long time, there was no home release of one of the most popular anime of all time. Wow. Makes you wonder if there was an original plan because Japan did get a Blu-ray release, I want to say, sometime around 2014. So it's like, oh, are we ever going to get those? And it was just in limbo. Now, it's also just kind of maybe worth noting that when Netflix announced 
they got Ava. Gen Fukunaga, president or whatever of Funimation, <laughs> Funimation, came out and said that this was a net negative for the anime industry. Because, of course, he was extremely butthurt about what had happened yeah. before. I believe he even said, like, we would have done an excellent job with this franchise. And it's a shame we didn't get a, get a chance to it because Netflix was throwing their money around. Like, yeah. mm, really? Were you again? Okay. And then uh, a little bit more contemporarily... March 2023, the original theatrical dub surfaces. Supposedly, the story is someone got a hold of a screener of the original mm -hmm. dub, and that's what leaked and made its way around. Now, that is public. You can go find that online, and you can compare it yourself. In the notes below, we're going to include a uh, YouTube link, or um, um, it's some sort of link to some comparisons that you can see for yourself, and then a Google Docs link which someone went through and listed every single dub change between the two. And it's many pages long. Wow. So you can see for yourself what Funimation had to do when Kara stepped in and said, ah, no, no, no. Wait, so summarize this for me real quick again. So at Otakon, what was shown? Was it the dub or was the it subtitled? The original theatrical dub for 3.0 at that time. In English or Japanese? In English. In English. And people laughed. They're having a good time. The Japanese staff. Hooting and hollering and... Laughing, right. yeah, having a good time. And Japanese staff were like, this is supposed to be a dark, serious movie. You're not supposed uh -huh. to laugh. Don't be laughing at this movie. Dang. Okay. So, wait. So, when did when, when did a casual American audience get to see Ava at home? February From 2016. 20, yeah. 2016. Really? Like, it really was like three and a half it years. Up for like, to not be able to see it. If you wanted to see it, what would you have to do? Like, go to Japan and watch it in theaters there? Or, like, sale get the high a Japanese seas. copy? Yeah, I mean, there did, was did work for a home release in Japan. out there. And... Yeah, there was definitely yeah, yeah. fan subs you could get. But if you okay. wanted to actually buy and own this movie, you could only import it. Yeah, I think I had to go through. I think I watched it fan subbed at the time. Okay. I did as Damn. well. And I had a pre-order for like two years on that Blu-ray. I was just like, when? When wow. are we getting this? But eventually it did come out and it's a really mm -hmm. nice release, uh, which nice. is now out of print. So make sure you get it. <laughs> If this is a piece of history you want, because the version that G Kids come is going to put out, they're pretty good about presumably. stuff like this. But it might, it will presumably not have this dub on it, so, mm -hmm. if that's something you're interested in at all. So, with all of that out of the way, Funimation is behind us. We're not talking about Funimation ever again. Not on this show. Not on the <laughs> Dragon Ball GT, the Dragon Ball stuff, the <laughs> podcast ever again. Done. Funimation. They're they they're over. It's we're going to talk about Crunchyroll, but that's More two like different boring things. Boring Amation. Am I right? Oh, so Doug, did you notice that this movie kind of looks different than the yes. last two? Yes, it it seems like it was there. There was no uh, no hold bars. They're like, oh, we don't, we're not referencing anything anymore. Let's go balls to the wall. Yeah. So Randy and I, I, I didn't notice that. I just, I just read you and Randy talking about that earlier okay. today. I'm like, oh, that is an interesting <laughs> factoid. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. Randy and I can't find anything conclusive as to why it looks so different from the past two movies and then the uh -huh. series and End of Ava. Uh, although even that, End of Ava looks different on its own. Yeah. And that specifically we're talking about character designs yes. and things like that. Because yeah. it is Yoshiyuki Satomoto, who's been the character designer since Evangelion for the television series. So, and a lot of the other people that we saw that we looked at, like animation directors and things between 2.0 and 3.0. Who might have changed like, position. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, it's like... Nothing quite adds up. The The style shifts. It 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 changes and we can't figure out why. But we, <laughs> what Doug, I think, put, you know, uh, hit the nail on the head here is that they weren't beholden yeah. to any 
uh, tracings anymore or trying to make something that looks similar to what they were tracing and they could just kind of go wild and and do what is seems more like a contemporary anime art style than what we would have had in the 90s so so much motion in this movie yeah oh yeah. incredibly well animated yeah and yeah. they they do a lot of rotoscoping as well like during the piano mm-hmm. scene but you can watch those are on the blu-ray you can actually go through and watch all those special features really and, cool yeah yeah, yeah. no they show you the video footage and them drawing over the videos of the two people sitting at a piano actually playing that stuff out man so, there's no way you could have ever animated that stuff without doing it that way <laughs> no I because so. you would have all of your animators would have also had to have been expert piano players <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so, okay yeah I, that's what I thought too. I'm like, I'm looking at, I'm looking at them playing the piano, like little by little. And I'm like, that's, I don't know piano, but that's gotta be right. They gotta be hitting yeah. the right keys. Knowing yeah, they the are. attention to detail yeah. they have. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So let's get into the movie. But before we get into the main plot, I have what I like to call the Doug outline in which it is a Randy and I went through, well, I went through and Randy approved it. And I whittled <laughs> down the plot as best I could. And I'm going to gonna listen to it. Most bare, essentials now there's still uh-huh. some in here doug that there's some why to it that we don't have oh, answers yeah. for okay so just kind of like i hate that i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you something <laughs> happened we don't know uh-huh. why it just it, it just it is it just it, that's it's what objective it is. Okay. fact this happened gotcha okay so we got spirit ghost uh, nets yeah or, and all that kind of stuff the soul catching gotcha. net please soul catching net. that's what we did yeah so for the mom soul catching net <laughs> 14 years after shinji triggered near third impact ville a band of freedom fighters rebelling against Nerve retrieves Unit 1 from space. Shinji, who has been asleep in Unit 1 this entire time, is extracted from Unit 1's entry plug, and Unit 1 is used as the engine power source for Ville's aircraft, Wunder. Shinji is not trusted by Ville and outfitted with a choker that will explode if he ever wakens an Ava again. Nerve attacks Ville and takes Shinji, who Gendo will use as the co-pilot for their new Unit 13 alongside Kaoru. There is a new Rei who is not the same Rei as before. Shinji learns that Third Impact continued while he was gone, and that society has mostly collapsed. Kaoru explains that they will be able to fix the world with Unit 13, and takes Shinji's explosive choker from him. Unit 13 descends into the bottommost level of Nerve to retrieve a pair of spears used in ending the third impact that happened 14 years ago. However, this is a trick, and the 12th angel involved in third impact awakens, fusing with Unit 13 and triggering fourth impact. Kaoru ends fourth impact for Shinji's sake and dies as his explosive choker detonates. Gendo states that this is all totally fine. Asuka, who had attacked to prevent fourth impact, Shinji and Rei wander the red wastelands to seek rescue from Ville. Okay, that I I got just from, from watching the movie. That, uh, but uh, but why is a lot of my questions for all this. But yeah, <laughs> I, I understood all that. Okay, Doug, Good how deal. did you feel about this movie? Uh, I didn't I didn't like it. It felt very much like a setup episode for stuff to come. Um, so you do have to remember that was the original plan. That's the plan. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's just was a shame originally the whole movie in- has to be that sometimes, but yeah. Yeah. It was originally intended to be a double feature of three and four at the same time. Granted, oh. they were supposed to both play summer 2008. Keep in mind, <laughs> this one came out to uh, 2013. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah 2012. <laughs> so they, they were, they were planned to be like still like long hour and a half movies. So you'd be there for like three hours or four hours well, watching these. If it was they're originally feature. supposed to be 45 minutes, I think, or something like Each? that or an hour. 
Um, yeah, I think so. And then this turned out to be quite a bit longer and also part one of two, basically. Yeah. So if this is not your first time tuning into one of our AVA podcasts, you know that we like to go through the plot and then we'll kind of break apart and talk as we get through each different section. This is by far the longest plot description I have ever written. So strap in. I hope you're on a long drive or something and you need something to help keep you awake because here we go. Oh, God. 14 years have passed since the end of Evangelion 2.0. Operation U.S. has commenced. Evangelion Units 2, piloted by Asuka, and 8, piloted by Mari, are launched into space. Unit 8 is unable to achieve sufficient altitude to engage and provides cover fire while Unit 2 enters intercept trajectory. Their target's automatic defense system triggers and pattern blues are detected on two separate Evangelion Mark IV, 4A and 4B, as Unit 2 intercepts and makes contact with the target, respectively. I don't know why I wrote it that way. (laughs) Mari in Unit 8 provides cover fire during these battles, but as her insufficient altitude draws her back into Earth's atmosphere, Asuka is on her own to deal with Mark 4B. As Mark 4B wrecks havoc on Unit 2, Asuka cries out to Shinji and Unit 1 awakens inside the target structure for 12 seconds and shoots a beam destroying Mark 4B. Asuka, Unit 2, and their target touch down safely as, from a distance, Kaoru welcomes Shinji back. Thoughts? Quite... Quite the yeah. uh, interesting start to a film. Two was also very interesting because up to that point, we had retread a lot of ground with 1.0. 2.0, we're dropping in hard with like, hey, here's a new character. Here's a new angel. Here's a new base that we're on. Wild and crazy. Yep. This time, we're in space, guys. We yeah. made it to space. And I got, um, I got chills almost uh, two times just in this this scene alone, just in the in the beginning. When it's the typical way it starts out, where you just hear voices of like the like them starting things up, like oh, start this engine, Techno do this, this, yeah, just just person after person after person, and then like when the volume actually kicks in, you can kind of hear what they're saying. It's Masato's voice, and because you know that voice so well, you're like oh, Masato, like and like you, you get you get hyped up. The second <laughs> mm-hmm. time is when Asuka reveals herself, like she takes off the helmet. It really like feels like whoa, like an old favorite. Like she's she, like, she's because she's going hard and like I'm Asuka, bitch. I'm like like let's go. And it's, <laughs> yeah. it's so cool. Like I, I, I would just I wish I saw this in a movie in a movie theater at Oda. I wish I, thought, I saw this at Otakon with everyone else. <laughs> and like when that moment happened, because chills would have been even more intensified. I, th- that scene was awesome. Yeah, it's an incredible scene, and I do want to note, um, Doug. I don't know if you were you raised an eyebrow at me calling these the Evangelion Mark Four. Yeah, no, I did. I I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, this is actually a detail you only get if you look in the <laughs> manual or the booklet that comes with the oh, movie. Where is it in my, here? Oh, okay, the manual of the PSP video game. Yeah, you really you got to get the PS3 version of the PS2 game. Uh, but uh, you, I'll show these a little bit on the YouTube version. But it oh, says, this, this is I can see pictures. Yeah, good. It says Evangelion Mark IV here at the top. So and so you're you're saying there are. were there were two of these things out there because you said B and A or A yeah. and B. So the first one they fight is the one that flies around, and then the second one pops out of the side of the. I saw online this was called the tesseract structure. Mm-hmm. Pops it's like out a of weird the side three of dimensional yeah. cross. What's the one that's like kind of spinning around uh, Ava Unit One, but then and then finally gets destroyed B. by Unit One. That's B. Yeah. Yes, that's B. the yeah. second so, one they fight in space is B. Oh, okay. 
Gotcha. Just makes gotcha. like a track that it's just rolling around on yeah, and that, firing yeah. lasers and stuff. And what makes yeah. these special is that you have to destroy the core because it you can't destroy any other part of the structure. What you have to destroy is the core, which is going to come into play when we're introduced to Force C shortly. Here. But these are uh, Ava's, not Angel's. Right. So they're pattern blue, which is... We've learned from the TV show is that's signal for Angel's. For Angel's, yes. But so, go on. I'm not. I hope you don't yeah. stop there. I'm still. That's where I get it. <laughs> I mean, I we have very little details. We we know that they're part of something called the ne- the Nemesis series. Okay, but and, we don't. And, but 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 Team Willie knows that these aren't angels. <laughs> Team Willie. <laughs> Team Willie. So we get, we get to that here in a few minutes. But they are not part of Ville. They're nerves, uh, Avas that they have made in the time since 14 years ago. Dang it! And they can make these like organic things that like can change shape and all like like angels do yeah it's so you, wild you have to assume that somehow gendo's gotten himself gotten a hold of like actual angel tech mm-hmm. and that's what he's using because these are not defined angels because they don't trigger in Ville's system as the like at towards the end of the future spoilers for this movie at the end of the movie Ville detects kaoru as the 13th angel and right. say there's not supposed to be a 13th angel so if these Evangelion Mark IV units were actual angels, they would be popping up as consecutive angel numbers and be detected as such. So they're not angels, but they are made what's, with what's angel the, tech because they're what's pattern detecting blue. Detecting the, the, the magi, the, 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 the computer that they have, or like. Probably. The, the data they have pre, from previous angels, it doesn't sync up with the data we have for angels, so we're just going to call these Avas? It's a good way to think about it, but they're man made. Angels yeah. were. You know, okay. living, breathing things that are born and things like that, and Avas are that's, that's manufactured the thing is, and created. Is that is that the the Earthlings? Well, I guess we'll call them Lilin. The Lilin <laughs> are just so smart, like they're because we're seeing that the smart of the smart people, like handling all these situations. So they, right. it's it's them pinpointing without much explanation. Okay, this is an Ava. I'm not going to explain yeah. to you why. I just know because we have all this data and all that kind of stuff. And they're extremely technologically advanced. I mean, it is 2028. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, at this time, so uh, five years, five years in our future. So who knows? Yeah. We'll be detected angels in a few years, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. So Shinji, designated BM-03, awakens. Last remembering, saving Ray inside a red chamber and is chaperoned by Sakura Suzuhara to greet Misato and Ritsuko on the battle bridge of Wunder as another pattern blue is identified and classified as Code 4C, a nemesis series entity. Ville evacuates all aircraft and supplies as they prepare for contact. Shinji experiences a confusing number of revelations as both Unit 1 and Asuka are mentioned in front of him. Shinji offers to help by piloting Unit 1, but is denied. As 4C closes in on Wunder, Unit 2, improved, triggers ignition, and Wunder initiates an AT field and takes off. 4C engages with the airborne Wunder, but is handily defeated by the new Unit 1-powered aircraft. Awesome, awesome scene. With the Wunder taking off and the music that's kicking in as Wunder mm-hmm. takes off and then does the spin. I'm my hair on my arms, trademark <laughs> signal for me of something being hype. Yeah, oh, yeah. They get, they get like some guitars going just yeah. as it starts achieving lift. Oh, it's a magical yeah. moment. And they're like, we, we this is a, one of the Ava unit Mark IV, so they have to destroy the core. So they just let it attach to the wings and then just spin until all the pieces just crash into each other and the core has got to be one of those wow. so <laughs> i do so like how just... uh 
it shows that Shinji's a much more confident character in this time around because he literally takes it upon himself to be like Misato, what do I do? Like he's yeah. like he's like okay, well, instead of just being like sitting sitting back, he it's to the point of the story where to show that Shinji, you're not doing any, you, we don't want you to do anything, but it it also shows us his character that he's up for he's up for stuff, he's up for helping out. Like I just I just saved uh I uh Ayanami Ray in my <laughs> ten minutes ago, so I mean I'm still hyped up. Not to get too memey, but you know. Evangelion is always just called, oh, that show where they yell at Shinji to get in the robot. Uh, this movie is Shinji, do not get in a robot. Do not please. get in a robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know how intentional that is. That's funny. <laughs> There's a lot of Shinji. I love Shinji's characterization in 2.22 and in this movie specifically because it's like, do not push this kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was going to choke uh, Ray out at, at one point. Yeah. Well, I mean, just it. even at the end where Asuka is really pushing him too hard and he's like, you know what? Screw you. I'm going to do this myself. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's not a Shinji from this series. This is a very yeah. almost more manga like Shinji. But uh. even even I would say a step like hot blooded beyond that and obstinate. <laughs> it's, it's pretty interesting. It, it's, it makes him a lot more uh, sympathetic or e- easy to sympathize with because you can you can see where he's coming from. Whereas at the TV yeah. series, everyone does kind of feel more like stop being a little bitch. But this one, you you understand why he's acting as the way he is. When you said uh, a little while ago that Vunder is being is powered by Unit One, right? Can you explain that to me? Didn't they just discover Unit One or or? So I don't think there's a concrete amount of time from when Operation US they save Unit One and crash land. And then they extract Shinji out of the thing. One can assume that there's been uh, some amount of time that was taken to do that. Oh. In the TV series, it takes a month for them to retrieve Shinji from uh, the plug of Unit 1 when he gets This happens in the it. TV series? Not this specifically, but when he achieves like f- 400% sync ratio fighting uh-huh. against one angel, he gets absorbed into the core of Unit 1. And so then they have to do a whole, like, an episode long, and they keep showing the dates of like 12 days since or whatever. And it's like, Oh yeah. 28 yeah, yeah. days since we're finally like, well, it doesn't work. And they open the plug and all of the LCL pours out and he's not there. And yeah. then Masato is holding his empty plug suit. And plug all of a sudden suit. Shinji just emerges out of the core. Naked. It's like, okay, unit one, just <laughs> let him go. All right. So oh, wow. a couple of things, Doug, I think what you're driving at here is uh, the Wunder itself. And why did they need unit one? My guess is that there's been a war going on between Wunder and, and Nerve for a long time, uh, Ville and Nerve for a long time. And Nerve has finally, because this is all still Gendo's plan, Nerve has finally pushed Ville hard enough that they need to go retrieve Unit 1 and use it as a power source. Wow. Because they've known okay. that Shinji was up there in space with Unit 1 and they just left him be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the whole but, time. But both of them. Yeah. Ville and, and Nerve just and left Nerve, Shinji yeah. up there. Yeah, but right. now they're like, oh, we don't want to do this, but we need Unit 1. Because mm-hmm. remember, the previous, quote, master of Wunder, at the end of the movie, they say this. And I've never caught it until this time. Mm. What was previously the power source of Wunder was the Adams vessel Mark 9. We'll get sure. to that. Yeah. But yeah, just accept it for <laughs> what it is now. I want to say you... something that... Oh, should oh go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. This is going to be a seven-hour okay. podcast. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So one thing that I wanted to compliment this movie on is that we, as the audience, first time watching this, you are Shinji. Right. You, you're here. He's there. He doesn't know what's going on. We're Nobody's explaining anything. Yeah. You're just so confused and just trying to put two and two together. You're sitting there in this movie theater, hypothetically. You're seeing this for the first you're time. You're sitting there at Otacon. 
Yep. And you're <laughs> watching this. <laughs> and you're trying to grasp at literally anything that's being said to like, I got to put pieces together and figure out what's happening here. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's an exciting great. introduction to this yeah. movie. And I know that a lot of people don't like it because it's, you know, so strange, so new, so alien. But like, you know, we asked Doug how he felt about this movie. We didn't ask me. And that's okay. But I wanted to say that <laughs> I think it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's very good and that Ken I think you said before that this is Evangelion to you because it is it's very you know mysteries abound and it's uh and it's an exciting thing especially if you're a big fan and have been for so long finally something that you're like what yeah for the first time in a to while. me this movie out of all of the four of them I mean the first one doesn't really count but out of two three and four feels the most like an extension of the tone of the original series Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember you guys saying that last time we did uh, an episode, and yeah, it's but it's it still felt just like a, a stepping ladder. I think <laughs> I feel like eighty percent of the movie is just the piano, but that could just be my, my thoughts, <laughs> like mixing things up and everything. But I mean, I don't know if you noticed, but when we were going through the Doug outline, I skipped past like thirty minutes of this movie in one sentence. What did you? What, yeah. what was the sentence? Just the entire time Shinji's at nerve. He doesn't. There's yeah, not yeah, really yeah. a lot going on. It's just yeah. A, He's having conversations with he's people. He's just chilling, and, and it's, yeah. it's so fu- it's so funny how much freedom they give him. Like he, he can just walk in and out. I don't know. I don't know where <laughs> can't get down. Find he is. Oh yeah, I guess that's my other question. <laughs> yeah. Where the hell are they? Are they in the sky? Yeah, yeah. We'll get to okay. that. Okay, we'll get to that. But I was gonna also ask, why do you guys keep pronouncing it Wunder and and Willi or whatever when there's clearly a W there? They're German words. So yeah, they're German Wunder. words. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wunder. Yeah, when you said Wunder, I'm like that definitely sounds Germanish, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Ville Any particular and reason why it's German? Why? Why? How was? How was Vili created? Like, how did everyone just from Nerve up and go? Like, did like we start to go like you, you, you? This is fucked, right? Let's go. We but don't like, get those answers in this movie. That's so Next. intriguing. But yeah. later we'll get some information. But yeah. they're an organization that's been around for a while. They're anti-Nerve, and they're just trying to. Did they not take know them down? Uh, Gendo's plan. This whole time, I guess that's I guess that's right. They they didn't really know. Right? Did did they think they were just there to protect from incoming angels the whole time? Like that was the only mission? Prevent third impact. They thought that's what Prevent. they're here to do. Okay, so not not manipulate something else into human instrumentality. One thing that this movie does drop, um, kind of hinting that there's a lot more going on or it happened during those 14 years, is that Kaji is mentioned by mm-hmm. the guy who plays Akio, uh, who's played by Akio Otsuka. Who's the Japanese voice of Snake? He's a, a, a Dachi in Yakuza Seven. He's a lot of he very prominent, prolific voice actor. Um, he mentions Kaji, which means that he's met Kaji, and Kaji did not die in Third Impact. And so Kaji, oh. there was something going on. And there's also another reference later where Asuka says, like, the life of one person cannot be held above all others. And then she goes, right, Misato, and Misato. Oh has a relationship with Kaji. And so they're, they're hinting at stuff that's going to be addressed in the next movie. So the next movie, while still very vague about a lot of the 14 years, will give us even more information. So. Gotcha, gotcha. I like that, uh, the intro of that, that that guy that knows Kaji apparently like mm-hmm. it was it was going to all these young kids and then this older guy and like I don't know who voices him but he, he was he sounded pretty cool and like I was like yeah I, I fuck with this guy this guy's cool but it was also uh yeah I, I caught on someone said in English good luck very properly <laughs> and I was like is that a reference is that, that they know that how bad his <laughs> Kaji's original good luck was and they threw one in there Right, at the very start of Operation U.S. when they yeah. just got people going back and forth and just went, good luck. 
Someone in English right. says like "good luck." Like you could tell that they have an, a, some kind of accent, so English isn't their first language. But they they nailed they nailed it way better than Kaji did. I want to say it was Hugo, but I don't remember who it is that says that. Another thing we skipped over real fast was um, Sakura Suzuhara. Now it's not actually yes. revealed here yet that she is Toji's little sister. I just went ahead and added it in here. But yeah, she's mm-hmm. Toji's little sister. Yeah, what a cutie. A little older, mm-hmm. now older than Shinji. Yeah, she's probably like twenty, yeah. like in, in her early twenties now. Doesn't yeah, doesn't she? Yeah. That's wild. Thereabouts, yeah. yeah. All right. So let's get to the next part of this movie. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Ritsuko meets with Shinji and explains that Unit 1 is now being used as Wunder's engine power core. No pilot needed. Either way, Shinji now has a 0% synchro rate, so he wouldn't be able to pilot an Ava anyway. Because of Unit 1's recent awakening in orbit, Shinji has been outfitted with a DSS, which stands for Deification Shutdown System, choker, to prevent any further awakenings. Sakura reveals the passage of time to Shinji, and he reunites with Asuka, who explains that her unyielding age is the Eva's curse. Shinji asks after Rei, but Misato explains that Rei doesn't exist anymore and wasn't found anywhere in Unit 1. Only Shinji and his perfectly normal cassette player were found. <laughs> That's wild. Is that Asterisk have on perfectly normal. Uh-huh. Right. Because uh, like, I remember last time we spoke that... that- it was broken though. The cassette player was broken kind of symbolically as in like shit, shit's changing. So for well, it to be fixed again. The big thing is, is that where was this tape player in 2.0? It was in Ray's plug. She was right. in, it was in unit zero and then it got yeah. eaten by an angel. And then Shinji metaphysically reached in and pulled Ray out of an angel's core. Oh yeah. Ray the- no longer exists, but the tape player is there. Yeah. And so Doug's very, what track was the tape player on in the last movie? 27? It was. Like, it, it, it finally jumped by 26 or whatever? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Uh, just a fun little thing. <laughs> Omerito! Omerito! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. Congratulations. Uh, stupid thing that my brain invented is a little thing. So, the DSS choker, deification shutdown system. Do you know what other acronym there could be for DSS? Dead Sea Scrolls. Just uh, dick, dick sucking. <laughs> All right, Doug. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> this isn't the Dragon Ball episodes that hey, we're you're on. Right, you're right, you're right. Let's be mature over here. <laughs> now, the it's... Ava's curse thing kind of yeah, hung around this series. There, I mean, because remember, we had nine years between this movie and the next one. So the Ava's curse thing was off, uh, often a subject of debate. And even then, we still don't really know. But we have a little bit more idea of necessarily things with Asuka, particularly in pertaining to her with the next movie. So Ava's okay. curse is still kind of vague, but just kind of keep that in your mind when we go into the next one. I thought it was very clever to introduce the Ava curse almost kind of like in a, in a meta way where it's like, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm cursed to be this young for the fan yeah. service of, of viewers. Yeah. It's <laughs> Ano, show. It's Ano yeah. saying, grow up nerds, you know, <laughs> stop liking anime. What is it? <laughs> no. See, <laughs> no. I was yeah. going to say. I thought it was just the reason See, for him to draw young girls in sexily clad outfits without having a... But they're 28 I, now, so it's yeah, okay. Yeah, they're 28. <laughs> Look, this little girl is a thousand years old, okay? So... <laughs> so it's Red totally flag okay. anime, anytime that pops up. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, do they really take advantage of trying to show off her body or everything like that. It's excessive in this movie. It's still better than the last movie, I think. Yeah. It's like, yes, there are certain shots, but they're not, like, excessive. I think the most we get mm. where it's kind of like, ooh, you know, is with Mari. And I guess so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and Ray, all, Ray also just, like, 
is naked uh, out of out of blur shot yeah and then focused on her <laughs> forefront but yeah i do like how asuka kind of shifts shinji's nickname to tabaka into a brat but it's, it still sounds the same in japanese what how do you, you guys know it i'm sure mm-hmm. yeah what is it changes from idiot shinji to brat brat shinji. yeah but it sounds the same in japanese but like, yeah it's, it's almost japanese. still two it's... syllables right she loves her nicknames you know she's calling him idiot or brat she's always calling but it's appropriate though like you're not an idiot anymore you're just a brat and it it, you see that in shinji like yeah and he's he's fully confident he's doing what he thinks is needs to be done makes him a brat really i mean he hasn't had time to mature for these last 14 years but asuka that's also why that shows like the asuka has grown and like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're just a, you're just a punk kid. You're just a brat because you're younger than me in a, in a sense. It's so cool. Yeah. We also do have to think about this from Shinji's point of view. Like everyone's being a real dick to him. Yeah. Because yeah. as far as he knows, he saved Ray. Like yeah, everything right. should be fine now. He right. was being here. encouraged by Misato to yeah, that's do right. that. You guys pointed that out last time where you're like, you're going to change your tune after this all happens and everything. Dang. Yeah. Also, why did they call it near third impact if it? It did, in fact, impact <laughs> if it did happen. Like, it's because it's uh, over time, third impact kind of happened. It's just, is near impact just another fucking word now that doesn't really mean it's near? It just, that's just the name that's given. Doug, I promise you we'll get to it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wunder is under attack again, and as Asuka and Mari prepare for battle, Shinji hears Rei's voice. After being ignored by Misato, Shinji yells for Rei, and the walls burst open. It's Unit Zero? Misato intervenes and threatens to blow up Shinji's head if he leaves with this mysterious Evangelion, explaining that Ville is going to exterminate all of Nerve's Eva units, but he calls her bluff and leaves. Mari intervenes and identifies this Unit Zero imposter as the Atoms Vessel, plural, plural possessive atoms, or Vessel of the Atoms. The vessel creates a jetpack and rockets away, allowing Shinji to safely make it out of range of Misato's DSS detonator. Evangelion 3.33Q. I think it's very... I'm a big Misato lover, as I'm sure we all are. Uh, That it's very neat, I suppose, seeing her older, battle-hardened from the last 14 years of basically living in a a hellscape. Yeah. And... uh, it goes so far as like, let's get this technology where I can blow up this child's head if something bad happens. And now yeah. things have escalated and is close to the worst possible outcome possible. She pulls the thing out and can't press the button and then it goes out of range. It's like, Randy, it is so much storytelling without saying a single yep. word. Yes. It is her having the trigger up there. She's, you, could, you just see the back of her head the entire time, but you feel the internal, the internal struggle in her mind. It's Shinji holding Kaoru all over again, where we don't yeah. get to see a reaction, a thought process, a dialogue. Yeah. It's just what is going on in their head is all we can process. And it, it, they've been it's so powerful. mean to him the entire time, and yet she still is just like, she's she loves he's him. still a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot of Dragon Ball GT, where they don't necessarily explain stuff to you, you know, and you <laughs> yeah. just got to kind of figure it out for yourself. <laughs> Same level of storytelling. Those two guys yeah. in the exec table, genius. Yep. The level of craftsmanship, equal. <laughs> Between the two, so the, so the the atom, so the, whatever unit zero was wasn't unit zero. It's just like a shape shifting kind of thing. Is that correct? Yeah, it's, it's later it's, named Mark Nine. Yeah, it's uh, Mark yeah, Nine, but it is identified when, as the atoms plural possessive. Why plural? What the fuck are you talking? <laughs> so in the original TV series, we had the first angel, which was just called Adam. Yes. Here we have its analogous form, but instead it is strangely four beings, and they are just called collectively atoms. A D A M S. Is no that apostrophe? Nothing. Wait. So you're saying there's 
instead of it, there being one Adam in the t- like in the TV series, there's four Adams from the get go in this yep. movie. Yeah. Continuity. Okay. Yes. So I can, I can jive with that. Yep. Exactly. Really? So that of all one things, angel. you can jive. <laughs> one angel <laughs> is actually four, but that's okay. <laughs> Doug's like that's fine. <laughs> okay. I've been through that, the ringer. I know yeah, that's yeah, all. Yeah, good. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. There's, there's four. He's been there's four. There's four number ones. How does that? How's that confusing? <laughs> uh, I really prefer so when I watched this movie the second time last night to write these notes I had the dub on as I said which is how I did it with 2.22 as well for the note writing process because it just helps yeah. me when I'm looking down typing to be listening for what they're talking about right mm-hmm. I prefer the way the the prime dub handles calling this it doesn't say Adam's vessel they say vessel of the Adam's so it's a lot easier mm. to hear uh, that we're yeah. talking about something that belongs to a multiple being yeah. type situation. So maybe I should just watch all these dubs. They probably would have <laughs> made a lot more sense and maybe uh, re- I'd laugh during a certain scene. Real of- talk. I think the prime dub of 3.33 was shockingly competent. Cool. So yeah, there are weird oh. moments. I will say I went and spot checked something and it was a conversation between Kaoru and Shinji in English but then Shinji makes a sigh, and it is not Spike Spencer. It's Megumi Ogata's. Uh, so there are some things that they don't dub. They're like, nope, we'll leave that as Japanese. It's very the Pikachu, the Pikachu route. I always yes. sigh in Japanese, too. So <laughs> <laughs> Sighs in Japanese. <laughs> but yeah, um, regarding Misato and just like her character it, it, it is because of the Ava curse she is the one character that as a as a fan you like you're like oh man I missed like the hot Misato and like it, they really did age they aged she appropriately aged up but then you have this like more uh like grounded personality of her like she, she's 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 not the same Misato anymore she has to be more mature she's the captain of all things in the, in this yeah. whole brigade but yeah I thought that she's was not really cool. drunk Hanging out with her penguin buddy. She's not drunk. She's 100% serious serious now. Like, I mean, we don't see her at home, but she's 100% serious. There's no goofing around. She's now what we call a functioning alcoholic. (laughs) She's a functioning alcoholic. But yeah, the the, the the 14-year difference really hits you, especially with Misato. I think that's what I'm trying to to get at. Yeah. You survive an apocalypse. You might, your behavior might change. Yeah. Yeah. You regret telling people to do that. I'm surprised Ritsuko was on Team Vili. And not why is that? She's a very different character, I think, than in the TV series. Is she okay? Maybe I'm thinking of the TV series character then, but I don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm just curious to who who chose what side and and why they chose what side. Like that's right. And and I I, I hate the the special we saw before this, a little three point the four point one whatever special before this, <laughs> just yeah. because like her pink hair, that girl's pink hair is just meant to show that it's just youngins that are running that are around here. <laughs> <laughs> For them to give their like a story, I'm like, I don't, we don't care. Yeah, but now you know it was zombie vomit. That yeah, now it's in, zombie vomit yeah. instead of just like, oh, it's a youngin. It's <laughs> a zombie vomit. Come on. Well, I mean, it explains why this person has bright pink hair, and it's not like really in a post-apocalypse they're hitting up uh, yeah, hot topic was, to go get I hair still, dye. Yeah, a kid, kids gonna kid, man. I, I thought that's what it was, and I'd be fine with that. So Shinji awakens at Nerve headquarters with tentative name Ray Ayanami, who now wears a black plug suit. She takes him through a war-torn geofront in headquarters, and Shinji briefly glimpses Kaoru playing the piano. Rei reunites Shinji and Gendo, who reveals Evangelion Unit 13, which Shinji will share and pilot with Kaoru when the time comes. Gendo pieces out. Very little. Years. Yeah. Has very little to sign. say. And you're just like, derivative. This is it. Yeah. All right. New yeah. robot. You're getting in. That kid. Later. Yeah. yeah. 
he doesn't he doesn't stick around when Shinji calls calls his name like wait father like maybe a Gendo in the past maybe would have stopped and like heard him out but this one's like nope I um I know that it's a movie and it's supposed to be theatrical but I just had a goofy thought which is you know Shinji and Ray are standing down there sorry tentative name Ray yeah. Ayanami standing there Gendo is there he's like you will pilot with that child and then a spotlight comes on for Kaoru I'm like is Fuyutsuki like in the back pulling levers <laughs> yeah. to turn on spotlights yeah <laughs> so- <laughs> But you know, that's the only other person there. Yeah, Yeah. it's got to be metaphorical light switch then or something. (laughs) Right? They didn't. They didn't talk before this. Like, all right, so I'm going to say this. That's your cue. Turn on that. That's your mark. Stand on that. Stand on that mark right there. (laughs) Shinji, Uh, the geofront is wild. Everything's kind of broken. Like we get to see a lot of places we've seen before that are just ravaged. There's bullet holes in everything. And just crashed things. I think is this the point where we see a bunch of tanks? Yeah, just tanks like, like laying about on their sides and right. stuff. Yeah, no, I, I think. Right. Well, yeah, but I think that's one when Shinji goes looking for Ray, which I, I need more clar- oh. clarification on because that's so. Like, yeah, what? <laughs> that's where we pick up now. Yep, Shinji wanders around Nerve, searching for Ray and surveying the state of things. He comes across Ray's room near the dummy plug plant, or what I assume was this movie's version oh, okay. of the dummy plug plant. And hands her back the cassette player that he believes belongs to her, but she doesn't take it. He asks her a ton of questions, but she doesn't know. Shinji offers to bring her books to read, saying that she used to like to read them, but she doesn't understand the concept of like. Right. Did did she did Shinji go there to give her the, the tape saying it's yeah. yours? I thought he was just going to thank her for, for fixing it. No, it's not fixed yet. Yeah. It is it is currently broken. It, it is in intact. It's not broken and smashed like it was before. It's so she right, did, but it doesn't she did play. fix it. Doesn't just doesn't play. Kaoru fixes it later, yeah. but he was he was. There's got to be a metaphor. There's got to be a metaphor though, there where Ray fixes it, but then Kaoru makes it play. Think about it. Ooh. Give me a theory, a All game right. theory. I have, well, dude, rest in peace. R.I.P. Sorry, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have some, <laughs> I have some theory, some theories about the the role, the actual narrative role of the cassette player. Yes, right. Okay. I do want to bring up again. We we're talking about this being a very different Shinji in these movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. I cannot at all picture in my mind tv series shinji being like well i'm alone i think i'm gonna go find a friend and go talk to her and see what's up ask her these questions he's you know sees that like this is an awkward com uh you know conversation with her but he's like i'm gonna keep pushing forward and like see if i can get her to interact with me like that is literally goes like put some clothes on i want to talk to you not like can you or anything he's like put some clothes right i want to talk to you yeah right But i mean you get why he's like he's 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 everyone's attacking him and he just feels so alone that he that oh yeah it kind of natural Absol- for him to go but no Absolutely. i mean maybe a more tv series shinji even at that point would still even feel more depressed and not go seek anyone out so you're right yeah. this is a new shinji right that's what struck me yeah so gendo and fiyutsuki meet with sele but they remain silent since human instrumentality is going to happen per the dead sea scrolls no matter what fiyutsuki asks if gendo intends to use unit 13 and that he'll go along with his plans for yui's sake so how old is Fiyutsuki at this point? Like, <laughs> he was old. He's probably before. in his 60s now. He's yeah, very old. No yeah. way. He was yeah, a professor dang. at Kyoto University in the 90s. Yeah, so, so, that right. puts so him... let's just say 10 years older than, at the least, than Gendo? Oh, you... I mean, yeah, f- absolutely. He was 20, probably yeah. yeah, probably 40 at that time. So now he's, yeah, pushing 70. I want to. I want to say he's older, or just it's just media back in the '90s thought that a 50 year old is what an 80 year old looks like now. So it's <laughs> well, he he does refer to himself as an old man. 
Yes, but yeah. I also I mean, refer to myself as an old man. Then, yeah, so. back then I was half expecting to see him in like a wheelchair, like just to keep continuity <laughs> sake. Like he's still there, he's still supporting Gendo, but he's working out, working those spotlights. Yeah, you're working those spotlights. Yep, <laughs> and making Evangelions, you know, because somebody's got to be making them, and the only people we see at headquarters are Shinji, Ray, Kaoru, Gendo, Fiyutsuki, End of list. Wow, so, you're right. They haven't so where... um, revealed this yet, but I like uh-huh. that Sele are. That's actually them. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what instrumentalized into these pillars. I was like, weren't they just like humans, and these were just representations of them before? But now these are actually them. Yeah, like that's so wild. Why they don't actually? They don't actually. So weird. You don't actually see them as humans in the rebuild movies at all. Ever only these pillars. Never. So interesting. It's it's they're so weird. I mean, I guess everyone with the mindset of human instrumentality is weird. (laughs) It was like you really want (laughs) this to happen. Like this is your next evolution phase. Yeah, it's all about connections, man. I mean, they don't mm-hmm. give us enough empathy for the villain side to like be like, okay, I, I see your side where everyone should be one. Like, they needed to do a little better job of like <laughs> making that make more sense as like this is why everyone's following this corporation to do this. There is a bit of difference, which we'll get to later, but I'll at least just bring it up now that there seems to be instrumentality for what Zele wants is different than what they wanted in the TV series. Yeah. Um, oh. And when we get to that part we'll bring it up it's still fusing everyone into it's like, not it's not not okay no not what uh keel lorenz number one of the um uh pillars says so mm-hmm. okay so shinji realizes his cassette player is broken and lays in bed he brings ray some books and eventually crosses paths with kaoru who invites him to play a piano duet with him at the location where unit one used to be stored i don't know if you caught on to that doug where unit one used to be stored? Yeah. So yeah. the area that they're in is, you know, in the in the first episode of Ava, when Shinji walks in the room, the lights turn on and you see unit one sitting and all yeah. the, is that the back of light that it's in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all of that is now drained out and Kaoru's piano sits at the bottom of that. So where what? the Ava's feet would be. Yeah. In in, in Ava episode one, the, the TV show episode one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's also, also in the movies. movies. Yeah. Right, but, but I mean, like, that's the room where, like, the huge robot is sitting and right. with liquid up until here. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and Kaoru is just down you, on the floor. It blocks from, from destruction. Yep. You got that's it. That's the same room? Yeah. Yep, because Shinji is standing on that bridge that's right in front of the chest of Unit 1. And then that's he turns where he looks down to see him playing yep, piano. Yep, and he turns around and he hears the piano down there. Cool. Yeah. How, did, how yeah. did it get in the sky? Or was it always in the sky? And, and We'll get to it. <laughs> we'll get there. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kaoru explains that he's like Shinji, burdened by fate, and Rei still has not touched her books. So this is more of Kaoru just reminding us that he is kind of uh, beyond aware of what's going on at a multitude of dimensional levels of understanding. Oh, <laughs> but from Shinji's perspective, do you think he just thought maybe he meant... He's part like I'm. I'm a Ava child too. Yeah, right. Meant by fate. Yeah, mm-hmm. but really, he means something more. That's what Ava is. I say one thing, but I really mean two things. Two it's different a double things, entendre, yeah. but not in that way. <laughs> Kaoru means like thirty different things because he's also a god and speaking at a different right. understanding than everyone else. Jesus, it's a real fourth dimensional being at all times. It, it means yeah. it means sex and free Taco Tuesdays. Like just you know, mm-hmm. they make sense together. I mean, we get to well, that's future spoilers. Shinji and Kaoru, not about. Anyway, Shinji and Kaoru continue to bond <laughs> over playing piano, and their duet improves drastically. Shinji asks Kaoru to fix his cassette player for him, and the two watch the stars. Kaoru says, I realize now that I was born to meet you. 
if I, I could, could see how a very mature me would be like all over this scene and just like ha ha gay but now watching him like such a beautiful scene of friends playing the piano and you know being there for one another but even Shinji desperate for connection yeah i i think doug even you are putting it in that perspective but i think even the best meaning fangirls would be quote squeeing yeah. all over this and Kara <laughs> would be like what is what is going on <laughs> i want to piano I want to bring up a fun little thing that I looked up. Now, excuse me, I do not speak French. I do not know how to say it. But the song that they are playing on piano is called Quatre Main, which is French for, it's a French name for a duet where two people play with one piano or keyboard, and it means four hands. Ooh, just like uh, in the future, spoilers. That's pretty cool. <laughs> mm, I, 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 I was curious what the that. song was, because it, it was like legitimately a beautiful tune. Yeah. A good song, like I, I have the the VR headset now. I want with the virtual piano. I want to like kind of learn this song, and like yeah. as, as soon as they showed like the the horses, like while they're playing the music, I'm like, this does seem like a tune that you know, like just kind of meta meta uh, meta meta whatever. It's like horses. I can see myself <laughs> in Zelda riding Epona to this song. Similarly, right. it's, it's really good. Shiro Shigisu original. Shinji turns to Kaoru. Is this the patriarchy? <laughs> it's a little Barbie reference, Barbie humor for you. <laughs> okay, uh, this next bit I'm going to go through is long. I'm because this is like the big lore drop scene for Shinji. Oh boy! When I say the phrase "you cannot redo," then I'm done <laughs> with this section. <laughs> of it. We okay. can continue. <laughs> yeah, turn off your mic, Doug. Let's just listen to the man. <laughs> turn up, turning up the volume. Shinji yeah. changes his uniform in the morning and realizes that it once belonged to Toji and has a moment of panic. Kaoru returns Shinji's cassette player to him, good as new. Shinji reflects on how much has changed in 14 years, afraid of what happened while he was gone. Kaoru offers to show Shinji the truth, and takes him to a lower level of the geofront where they can observe the land below. Shinji has to wear something like a hazmat suit, but Kaoru goes down without any additional assistance. I would never. The moon now sits much closer to Earth and rotates quickly with red grid lines across it. The landscape is completely red and giant red crosses protrude out of the ground. A chasm lined with giant human teeth stretches across the land. Below the geofront is a massive purple hole in the ground. Nerve headquarters and the geofront now sits atop the sky in an upside-down pyramid connected to a long red pillar below it. Now I'm going to quote Kaoru. The result of the third impact, which happened while you were fused with Unit 1. The Lilin created a rite in order to artificially evolve, sacrificing the life forms of the past in order to create a new life form imbued with the fruit of life. This extinction is all part of a program hard-coded into all life in antiquity, the Human Instrumentality Project. Once awakened, Ava Unit 1 opened the doors of Guff and acted as the trigger to bring about the third impact. The Lilin called this the near third impact. You were the key to it all. Saving Ray caused all this. You cannot redo. Does he say you cannot redo? No, that's, that's what that's what comes up okay. on the screen. Because he does <laughs> say something similar, and then and then it cuts to, like, you cannot redo in the whatever. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. why didn't he just say yeah. that? Because that's the, well, yeah. <laughs> that's the name of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, well, I guess he didn't say it word for word, like close enough. He was kind of just thinking the idea, like whatever you did is in the past and you can't change that. Like he kind of says it like that. Yeah. So it's not like, why didn't you say that? But yeah. So, so what's really yeah. important here is that Kaoru says that this is the result of the third impact, which happened while you were fused with unit one. So this means this is a separate event from what happened at the end of the last movie. 
go on because that what happened at the end of the last movie was near third impact and it didn't uh-huh. last for very long the doors of guff which is the rainbow ring thing open and there's a black hole and something right. up there is opened yeah. um and then quickly Kaoru descends throws the spear With the spear turn- of longinus cassius well cassius cassius and and uh deactivates unit one so that was near third impact it wasn't as wide reaching as a full impact so right why it's only near but however it works that was the key the doors are open and later unit or third impact can occur because near third impact did Ooh, but we don't we don't know why but it is like it's insinuated that i mean that could be such a such a stark ins 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 i can't even i don't know words how do you attach that to shinji with like Maybe all that meant was that, oh, Gendo saw the guff, and then he learned how to do it, and then, so then he did third impact, but then to so, blame Shinji for that. You've seen those memes, which is a guy knelt down next to a bunch of dominoes, and they'll be like, a small thing happens, yeah. leading to this huge thing. It's kind of yeah. like that. Shinji saves Ray in unit one, awakens it, near third impact starts. Things happen. Cataclysmic event occurs. Yeah. Kaji isn't around. Half of the Earth is gone. Yeah. Stuff is weird now. So. Yeah, you know what I mean. That that's that's like a butterfly effect type thing. You can't really pin. I mean, you can, I guess, but to pinpoint it on, it made Shinji feel like it was your fault. But I mean, have you ever? It was. Kaoru yeah. tells have us you, it was. You've spoke to humans before. We, you know, we like to place blame on something. You know, even yeah. if it's like a collective thing, or if like, look, it's a complicated thing. We like to have a scapegoat. And Actually, it's just yeah, and, and you're right. It, it wasn't. Do. It wasn't a Lilin telling Shinji this. It was freaking Kaoru. So when yeah. he says it's your fault, then it's definitely like it's objective. It's objective, but he, it, it's he said in motion. Yeah, okay. Kaoru says you were the key to this, and that opening the unit, the Ava Unit One opening the doors of Guff acted as the trigger to bring about Third Impact. And okay. so this moment of opening the doors of Guff is near Third Impact, but leads directly to not third not impact. not like the right away the next day or whatever Not, but it's but, it's, it's, but this, had, this had to have happened super saiyan one had to happen for super saiyan two to become a thing yeah mm-hmm. and th- yeah. we know that the way that they talk about 14 years ago for both near third impact and third impact it did happen mm-hmm. pretty quickly after but mm-hmm. so yeah when shinji opens the doors of guff series of events happen that lead directly to third impact happen. and it had to be so obvious that that's why misato and everyone is so mad at shinji yeah. the whole world so managed okay right. because because it was karu that's Kawaru, Kawaru, Karu, whatever. Yeah. The K-Man, because the Kramer said it. Um, I, I believe it. If it was anyone else, I'd be like, oh, okay, what if Misato didn't wake up that morning? That's her fault that 30 bag, like that kind of butterfly effect, or whatever. R- Randy right. and I were actually sharing some concerns about this, uh, I guess a month ago, when he and I oh, both yeah? watched the movie separately for the first time before going through, and then the holidays happened, and we were talking about this, yeah. and I think as we went through it this time, it was much more clear that, like, oh, yes, this is. These are two separate events, yes, but directly linked, and one only happened because the other happened. That's something I didn't pick up on, and I'm glad. Yeah. Also, something I didn't pick up on was that uh, they're on they're on the upside-down pyramid, is what you're saying, right? Yeah. That's, like, right. has something attached to the ground. I thought when we saw that, the reveal of that, I thought they, I thought Shinji and Kaori were looking at that, but that's what they were on. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that that makes right. more sense yeah. now. Of where over oh, that that's that's interesting. How did it get up there? That's so weird. Well, weird. Uh, <laughs> all part of the impact. But I just wanted to remind you of like the layout of the geo front and like how everything worked there. So remind me, we had Nerf HQ, which was a regular right side up pyramid, right? And if you remember, n- well, like yeah, it was underground in the Black Moon, which we'll get to later. Um, 
but yeah, it was that way. And then, you know, to go see Lilith in the basement, they take an elevator and it goes very far oh, down. Yeah, yeah. Now the headquarters has been lifted <gasps> up and that same shaft is the thing that is connecting oh, straight downwards. That's so. the elevator? Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Oh. Doug is starting to love oh. this movie. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> that, much of Earth, click. that much of Earth has been, like, carved out and just, like, Well, we see the, the cross-shaped thing, that the, oh. the cross-shaped chasm that was yeah. made at the end of the second movie. There's that. But it seems like somehow everything from there was lifted up, but they kept that part of the Earth down. There is sort of like a hole there but it's kind of both they dug a bunch of earth and stuff moved up so that's why those those failures of infinity moved up (laughs) towards the geo front in the sky to like extend the what do you call that the 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 tunnel the shaft right the elevator shaft thing that yeah so we get a better look at it in the next movie so i don't want to talk too much about it but the the elevator expands it's a big it's a longer elevator now i mean it was it went down very deep i can't remember they showed the elevator levels in 1.0 1.0 as they're going down it's like uh-huh. negative whatever and then it moves into like letters and stuff yeah. like it's deep so but, but the, it was originally man-made that elevator they had to yeah to get down to the lower levels oh right to where uh, so, so, suffice lilith to say was. that's where lilith was and then they built an elevator up and then built yeah. their stronghold right oh, so okay. remember the ground they ex- say this later in the movie and we'll get into it ground zero of third impact was at the the what is what is it called central dogma which yeah. is directly below the geofront. Which is where so, Lilith was kept. Right. So Lilith and all that below kind of stuff. even Lilith. No, that, that is where Lilith was. That Lilith is, okay. was at Central Dogma. So all that happened in Central Dogma, okay. and then the geofront shot into the sky. And then the, the shaft between the geofront and Central Dogma is formed by the failures of infinity. And they turn it into an elevator. Humans turn it into an well, elevator. Well, the way that, yeah. They probably had to carve it out, but yeah. Right. But yeah, and okay. no, they did carve it out for sure because you see the bisected bodies as they go. I think down. the more we talk about it, oh, the yeah, more yeah. What, what is that? What is that? We'll get into it. We'll yeah. get into it. <laughs> okay. It's coming up. Well, I guess let's keep talking about what you just said the, before it happened. Like, we started off with saying, like, Shinji has a new shirt and it says Toji on it. Yeah. Like, it, it, it made me think, like, oh, oh yeah, this is Toji's universe alive. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's alive. He's in, in this one still. We don't and know then that it's for like, sure. We don't know. Right, that. right, right. We don't know. But, but he didn't succumb the same fate as in the same way as the TV series did where he was in a Not unit. necessarily. Right. He was not in oh, unit. Oh, that, that, that. Because yeah. Asuka but, was. Yeah, yeah. But, but we don't know if he's infinitized then, or not. Yeah. It's right. right. What I'm just trying to get at is that, like, it's. I, I was surprised by his panic. It's like, oh, it is like, is he getting memories of, like, uh, a Toji that from a different universe that is not this one? But I'm like, no, no, no. Just imagine you're in Shinji's place and you see your friend's name on a thing. Like, you'd freak out like that, too. Yeah. So. Right. He's just panicking because he's feeling how he doesn't know what happened to Toji. Doesn't know what happened to Toji. Yeah. He's he's freshly out of a 14-year sleep and you just like, oh, yeah, my friends. Where are my friends? Kind of thing. Like, I'm well-rested, yeah. but I don't know where anyone is. Yeah. <laughs> I need that 14-year sleep. Yeah. One little thing that I want to make mention. I think it's the very first scene after we that you cannot redo thing mm-hmm. is we see the twisted faucet where kaji used to get water and kaoru is just standing outside where kaoru or kaji used to raise his melons no way he's just kind of there visiting uh which is a thing we will definitely get into in the next movie yeah uh, regarding their relationship but i was just like i never caught that before i'm like oh he's where his melons were that's kind of very cool that's awesome all right this next one is a long bit uh when i say the phrase the final pact is coming is when i'm Done. Okay. <laughs> Fuyutsuki and Gendo talk, and Gendo says that they will rewrite Sele's script. 
Everyone is a tool to that end, and Fuyutsuki believes that Gendo should open up to Shinji. Shinji's cassette player is now on track 28. Rei opens her eyes in the LCL chamber and witnesses the previous Rei standing in front of her. Her books remain untouched. Fuyutsuki takes it upon himself to meet with Shinji. The two play shogi as Fuyutsuki asks Shinji if he remembers Yui. Fuyutsuki shows Shinji a photo of Yui holding a toddler Shinji. An adult Mari is seemingly present in this photograph. Fuyutsuki reveals that Yui's maiden name was Ayanami, that she was one of his students, and that she is now part of Unit 1's pilot interface. Yui had envisioned a direct core entry system for piloting Ava's and tested it herself, which resulted in Yui disappearing inside the core and her data becoming the Ayanami series, her DNA. The Rei Ayanami Shinji believes he saved is a replica of Yui and now trapped inside Unit 1 with Yui, according to Fuyutsuki. All according to Gendo's Keikaku. Keikaku means, yep. translator, no, Keikaku means plan. plan. As he cannot turn back the clock, Gendo will sacrifice everything, including his soul, to reunite with Yui. You cannot redo. Gendo meets with an enormous ray head and states that the time of the final pact is coming. Damn. I yeah. want to yeah. say that it's, Fuyutsuki gets a, a good bit here, which I don't think we ever really got. I mean, we certainly had his flashback episode in the TV series, but like you can kind of feel that this dude is kind of really torn about the things that he's doing. And if we infer things that we know from the original TV series, you know, he's kind of is backs Gendo here, but mostly it's because it's what Yui wanted because he loved Yui. Don't know if that's the same here, but also he he feels bad what he's doing to these children (laughs) because he's like, don't you want to talk to your son and like explain anything? And Gendo's like, Nah, not important. So Fiyutsuki takes it upon himself. He's like, I'm going to sneak away. I'm going to talk to this kid. Granted, it's a very messed up way of doing things of like, let's play Shogi. And then he's like, oh, the power's on. Here's a bunch of heads of that girl, you know. Anyway. (laughs) This is your mom, by the way. (laughs) Right. Clones of your mom. You have to wonder like how, what Yui's personality was. We don't get much. We get a little bit like from the flashback of the TV series, but not, not nothing in the movies and nothing even more from the TV series itself. But like, do you think she was also like... Would she be an asshole like Gendo or is Gendo just so enthralled by I have one person who, who I loved and they're gone now. Like he's just so enthralled by that. I get the feeling that she was like science at all costs. She was science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she might even agree with human instrumentality project after all this. So you think. Yeah. And the rebuilds. I don't know. I'm yeah, clear. Know, yeah. But Doug, I mean, we do. We kind of get to see the soul catching net. We do. That's At least as far as you are concerned, thing. yeah. When she's like got the angel wings or whatever, and it's lowering her into oh oh unit yeah, one. Yeah, yeah 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 yeah. You actually see her like oh whoa. At least yeah. as far as Yui in this movie is concerned, we see her soul catching net. Right. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> uh, I want to address. So Shinji's cassette player is now on tw- track twenty eight after Kaoru fixes it, mm-hmm. and also after Kaoru fixes it, now the previous Ray is appearing. Oh shit. So, okay, my theory for this is that they say that Rey was not in the Ava, and I think that's because she was, her soul was in the cassette player. (gasps) And when Kaoru takes it and does whatever he does to it, it frees her. But then wouldn't Kaoru know that? Like, you think he did it intentionally? There is a line that Kaoru says later about Rey, says, her soul is in another place. So, no shit. No shot. Are you serious? Four-dimensional being. Oh, my <laughs> this God. Guy, knowing so much. So he's freed Ray. He's freed Ray. And she was well, I in tried 28 and not, not back to 26. It's just showing you we're advancing. 
we're advancing. We're going we even redo. further. We beyond. cannot redo. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> I know everything. The universe yeah. is beautiful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, there's an adult Mari, seemingly in that picture. Now that I see the now that I see the picture again, I'm like, eh, it's just a girl with red glasses, like with brown hair. But uh, maybe, maybe not. Like I'm not bought on that. So in that picture, you have Yui and. Uh, and Shinji. Shinji. And then you have like the most generic looking guy in the background. Yeah. So you, if you were not going to want to draw attention to a character, you give them a generic design and they decidedly do not do that with this other character. <laughs> that, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, is it also in this movie that Mari refers to him as Gendo-kun, which is I, a <gasps> term of so, endearment? Yeah. Like, I know this person. Yeah, like colleague type level. Like, and there's mm-hmm. also an insinuation later in this movie when she says to Ray, the original was a lot more easy easier to get with. And it's the way it's set up is that you think she's talking about the original Ray, but she never talked to the original Ray. <gasps> yeah. Oh yeah. She's talking well, she about talked Yui. Yui. Mm-hmm. Fuck me. <laughs> Doug's like, dude, <laughs> this is my number one movie now. <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> I'm watching this again tonight. <laughs> oh, I'm excited for that. Yo. Oh, man. So, I, I can't even. Now, <laughs> Fuyutsuki does say that Rei Ayanami, that Shinji believes that he saved, is still trapped in Unit 1 with Yui. But Fuyutsuki is not necessarily... He doesn't have Unit 1 in his hands. At The mm. the last time he saw Unit 1, yeah, Rei was trapped in it. But she's not any longer. Mm. Going by I, this sequence of events. Mm. I actually don't remember how it, <laughs> it ends up in the next movie, but... Here it's insinuating she's out and she's free. She's 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 free. her soul is free. That's so intriguing though. I don't know. Where are we in the story right now? Uh, so Gendo just stood in front of the giant Ray slash Lilith head. Oh right, said right. the fi- the final time of the final pact is coming. Okay, yeah, this movie rules. I'm telling you, it does. Twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. These people ain't gonna get a life. <laughs> Shinji questions why Ray won't read the books he's brought. Asks if she's Rei Ayanami and if she's the one he saved. And she just says, I don't know. Shinji demonstrates a realistic depiction of a panic attack. Mm-hmm. I really I, wish I understood Japanese so I didn't have to see the subtitles on the screen as it happens. Yeah. To get mm-hmm. more immersed in the panic attack, you know what I mean? Because it did kind of throw, I don't know if, you, if it's for you guys, but it threw me off like reading. After a certain point of the same lines repeating, 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 you know what's, what's being said. It kind of thing. Right. You don't need the subtitles again, but it's kind of like popping up. Ava right. is one just, of... Go ahead. They're just repeats of lines we've heard before. They are. I think Ava is one of the very few anime that really could benefit from having like an incredible dub because there's yeah. so much overlapping dialogue and so much techno babble mixed in with actual yes. important stuff. Yeah. That to be able to hear it all <laughs> happening at once rather than trying to read 70 different things on the screen. Like I'm trying to just, read like the, everyone like getting uh, yeah. machines together and then also hearing someone singing about a cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> them, like, which one am I supposed to be reading? There's a lot of discussion about like the intended way to watch something. And I can guarantee yeah. you the intended way to watch Ava is to not be reading stuff on the screen as it's happening. Yeah. It's to be immersed yeah. in the moment. Immersed and, in it. Yep. 100%. So I will say it works for me because I can pause it. And I can read it, and I can really try to understand everything that's happening and piece things together. Uh, so, yeah. at least for me, it's nice because I can uh, process things a little bit. And you have a, a, a closed captioning section for that, but like to view it, right. it would be great to know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's like if someone asks me, what should I watch Ava dubbed? And I'm like, well, the Japanese version is better. However, 
<laughs> based on how the show is, it's yeah. really hard not to be like, well, maybe if it's your first time, maybe you should go through dubbed. I still recommend it but, Japanese, but yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, Japanese is the the main way I'm watching this, and yeah, it's a franchise that you're gonna watch more than yeah. once. Yeah, for so sure. if you like, if you watch a dub, like, cool, start again, and then yeah. watch it in Japanese. I think know? I've seen this movie like six or seven times now. You know, it's yeah. like I keep going back to it, and even wow, when I was sitting more than down, other ones. You know, we just watched this movie like a few weeks ago, and then I watched it again last night, and I was like, oh god, I don't want to watch this again. Take notes, and I was like. Hell yeah, this movie rules. Oh, no, you're like, I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> same for me. I, I watched it weeks ago and then I did it again last night and I was in that same vein of like, maybe I'll just have it on in the background and I'll do other stuff. No, I was in yeah. it. I was in it to win it. So Evangelion Unit 13 is completed and retrieved. Kaoru goes to Shinji to pilot Unit 13 with him, but Shinji refuses. Change brought about by an Eva can be changed again with an Eva, says Kaoru. To gain Shinji's trust, Kaoru takes his DSS choker from him and places it on himself. He says, The Lilin made this because they were afraid of me. There are two spears left at Ground Zero inside Central Dogma, which are the key to the activation of the Human Instrumentality Project. Kaoru proposes that they take the spears, disallowing Nerf from initiating Fourth Impact. He believes that they will be able to use the spears with Unit 13 to repair the world. Because Unit 13 has a double-entry plug system, Kaoru and Shinji must pilot the Eva together. Kaoru says, good things come when we play together, Shinji. Why does this unit have two? Is it built that way intentionally, or is it just... It has to be because, built that way, because that's what's man-made, right? Well, two souls. The, yes, Two souls needed yeah, two for the two spears. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. Why, Doug? I don't know. Yeah, sure. That's because I'll, I'll take that. Because Shinji straight up does it himself. <laughs> so I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> locks Kaoru out and does yeah, it all on itself. Damn it. I was about to be like, I'll take it. Two souls, two swords. Now, but no, now you said what? <laughs> in defense of what happens here, Unit 13 is in a berserk state when that happens. True. That's true. So yeah, and both pilots are still there. It's just that Shinji takes away Kaoru's ability to uh, move the arms and legs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Why? Okay. Oh, I want to get back to uh, before I lost this train of thought with with Ray. Sure. Does the Ray, cur- the current Ray, know? She, I guess she doesn't know she's a clone. Does she know? She just doesn't she, care. No. It's not. It's yes, not even on her radar. Was that yeah. the same as the original Ray was? Like she also didn't know she was a clone and just didn't really care, but then kind of grew human traits or what? So which original think... Ray? Are you talking about TV Ray? Because <laughs> that's different <laughs> than movie. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. T- so t- t- TV Ray, I'm asking. TV Ray was all. She also TV Ray was much more disconnected than movie. Yeah. Two Ray. Yeah. I think like so like this this Ray seeing the original Ray is very like trippy for her. It must be. It must awaken something in her, right? Possibly. It I mean, begins she, her questioning. Okay. Right. Exactly. Okay. Randy, I'm sorry. I kept stepping over to you. Did you have anything else to say? I don't, I don't, I don't have anything else to add to that because we did cover it all and okay. my brain yeah. is just going to go into an entirely different tangent. Gotcha. So that's okay. Okay. <laughs> that's reminded. That's why I want to like, before I forget, <laughs> I wanted to spit it out, but yeah. No, yeah. So they, so they get into, oh, unit 13 is recovered. Is that just fancy word? Like they, it just means that they got it. They went into it. Uh, I said is completed. Well, they and take it out. Of, they take it out. Oh, yeah. of, it's it's quickening core, I guess. I <laughs> okay, so it was cooking. A, yes. Yeah, they cook them now these days. You hear now, so. Doug. You may ask, well, like, well, isn't it convenient that this was ready just as all this was going on, and it's all was according to that. plan? Okay, Kaku. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Gendo knew when Unit Thirteen was going to be completed, uh-huh. and so then that's when the way I read it is that's when he started to pressure. Ville to a point where they were going to need to go get Unit One and Shinji oh, out. Oh, 
okay, I like that. I like that. Because remember, it's and, not. It's like a couple of hours after they've taken Shinji out, mm-hmm. and then they attack and take Shinji. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure they're monitoring Shinji at all times. So when Vili went to go get him out, yeah, like immediately. But but also that too. Yeah, they must have been on the ready. Um. So why is why are they working with Kaoru? Why is like it's 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 Sele and and Kaoru. They're somehow connected or whatever. They're on the same path. Kaoru is Sele's boy. They say Sele's yeah. And then so then they let Gendo borrow him uh, slash have him there to make sure that things go according to their plan. Yeah, right. Be- because he's needed to pilot Unit Thirteen, and, and so Gendo's like, yeah, sure, I'll use him to do the plan. Yeah, he was they, part of Sele's script that is currently being rewritten. Okay. Yeah, that the okay, like they said, and then yeah. But does Gendo know what Kawaru is? Kaoru is or oh, has to know. Yeah, he has to know. Is he? Is he? Do, does is he thinking? No, it's not. He's thinking. Does Sele think that Gendo knows what they know, or does Sele think that Gendo's oblivious <laughs> to that fact? I think Sele doesn't care. Not anymore. Yeah, everything is in motion so far. Yep, there's nothing that can deviate this past what they want. Uh huh. So they're like, whatever, man. <laughs> you yeah. do what you want to do. It's, so Doug, it's like happening. in Breaking Bad when Walt says, there's no stopping this train, you know, and then uh-huh. the episode ends and the next episode is a train heist. It's yeah. kind of like that. It's, it's inevitable. Like poetry. Yeah. It rhymes. Breaking Bad. Check it out. You may have heard of it. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. So as Shinji and Kaoru enter and activate Unit 13, Ville is immediately notified. Unit 13 descends into Central Dogma with Ray in Adam's vessel, the Mark 9. Shinji resents Ray's presence, stating that she isn't Ayanami. The walls of the shaft leading to Central Dogma are lined with, quote, the ones that failed to become infinities, who appear as solid red Eva units. Again, they're bisected, so it's something carved out the shaft through all of these bodies known as the failures of infinities. Which, if you notice, they are all, like, red versions of Unit 1 without heads. Yeah, which we may have seen in that special thing we watched and were confused by oh yeah the three arrive at quote lilith's seal which has prevented anyone from entering central dogma these past four years shinji and kaoru synchronize and breach the seal with ray behind them how by just descending how it's just because they synchronize in unit 13 yeah right because super saiyan 3 can withstand 6000 kelvin yeah right (laughs) uh and unit 13 kaoru explains was specifically designed to pierce this barrier nothing has been down here in the last 14 years yeah so and that's where he when he says the last 14 years that's where we draw from the idea that third impact was also 14 years ago as we know near third impact was so that's how we know it's a very tight time frame okay between these two separate events okay at the bottom most level of central dogma the ground zero of the third impact They find Lilith's headless corpse with two spears sticking out of it, piercing both Lilith's body and an Ava Mark VI sticking out of it. Quote, the sad end of the unit altered by the Lilin to function autonomously. Kaoru identifies these spears they must retrieve as Longinus and Cassius, as two souls are needed to retrieve the two spears. As Rey is a facsimile made by the Lilin whose seat of her soul isn't in the same place, she couldn't be used for this process. That's all. That's why they needed. That's just saying what Kaoru says, Doug. I don't know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you need. Which is the you were ready for to, me to ask that question? <laughs> which is why Shinji asks, like, well, why couldn't it just be you and Ray getting these spears? It's like because you need two souls, and yeah. she doesn't got one. Damn. Because Ray's soul is out doing whatever it's doing right now. <laughs> it was never I'm in sure. this, this new Ray. 
I'm sure when I first watched this movie long ago, I, I took Shinji's like distaste towards Ray as like, no, uh, wh- why is it third wheel here? I want I want to just be boyfriends with you and hang and do these right. things just us two. But it's because he's mad. He, the panic attack he just had about his mother and her being a clone. Like I, I can see why he was very like, why is that thing here? So worth noting here, Kaworu talks about how Mark VI had a the, a dummy system in it, which was introduced in the last movie. Remember, it said Golgotha base on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So just that Mark VI had one. Came later because Kaworu <clears throat> was piloting it at the end of yeah. 2.0. He descends from the moon, stops Unit 1, and then it was outfitted with a dummy plug system to do... Whatever happened here at the yeah. epicenter of Third Impact. Now, okay, d- wow. Doug, you might be thinking, what was Mark Six doing at Central Dogma? And uh-huh. this is where I will remind you, we see Mark Six, then called Unit Six, in the next episode preview from the end of the last movie, descending into Central Dogma. Oh, so we get, like, stuff out of the next episode preview that doesn't exist mm-hmm. anywhere else besides yeah. there? Yep. So we, s- we saw that happen in the next episode Dog. preview. So confirming it's not a, that it's not a wash still happens. No, yeah. Nope. It all still happened. We just have Yo. to fi- figure out <laughs> where it happened and when. Damn. That's wild. Okay. All so right. yeah. it, it's safe to say that the the two spheres, the two uh yeah, the two spheres, um Longinus and, and Cassius. Like, on 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 Lilith, that's stuff that we don't see. That's that's like them stopping third impact? Yes. Not near third, because we saw that with Carly, right. but yeah. but that was actually them stopping third impact and we don't see that in the in anywhere before right i think okay. we see i don't remember if we see it in the next movie but the There's next movie goes going more on. into it yeah if yeah. they didn't stop third impact would that have just been final impact yes yeah yeah okay so it's just giving a name retro retroactively like super right. saiyan 2 each one is supposed to be the final one. Well, there would have <laughs> been no one else around that to give it a name. That makes so much sense, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why I hate all these, like, first, second. <laughs> have you played Death Stranding, Doug? Oh, my God. I, no. Okay. So we're, we're talking about extinction events. You should play that game. <laughs> yeah. Hideo Kojima and, and Anno share a lot of similarities. I wouldn't be surprised to learn that Kojima is a big Ava fan. I don't yeah, know if that's yeah. ever been They need to work together before, on something, yeah. man. That's, that'd be incredible. My mind would be goo at whatever the end yeah. of that is. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, dude. If if they scanned Ano to be like one of the the preppers in the next game, hell yeah, dude. Ooh, you know Kojima scanning everyone he ever meets now. So. <laughs> oh yeah, Timothy Chalamet shows up. They're like, yeah. get that dude, man in the scanner. In the, get in the seat. Yeah. <laughs> get in that scanner. <laughs> you know, people forget they had Conan O'Brien in the last game. Yeah. Who showed yeah. up in Japan for like a bit. Went to Kojima so Productions great. and they were like, hey, scan him. Put him in the game. <laughs> so, get him in there. <laughs> love that as unit 13 approaches Lilith's corpse Kaoru smells that something is amiss he believes the two spears have changed shape to resemble each other both spears apparently now Longinus as Kaoru thinks unit 2 attacks Shinji defiantly states that he will change the world with his Eva Rei intervenes and attacks Asuka as Mari also enters the fray Shinji and Asuka argue about taking the spears only making Shinji angrier Kaoru continues to think over what he's seen, the two identical spears. So that's your plan, Lilin. Mari declares that Rei's original was a lot easier to get along with. Asuka continues to press Shinji, but Unit 2 runs out of battery. Shinji moves forward to Lilith's corpse by himself as Kaoru pleads for him to stop. So this is where we get the line about Mari, who, if you don't think too hard about it, it might just seem like she's talking about the Rei that we already know. Right. But Mari never but knew that Rei. Yeah, she didn't. Damn. That's I have a question. Crazy. Just yep. selfish 
selfish thing. I had not put those two things together until my watch a month ago, and it blew my whole bonkers brain. And I like screen capped it and I threw it in the thing. And I'm like, when you guys watch this, let me know what you think about this. Did you, Ken, did you already put two and two together for that? Or is this a new revelation? The Mari line? Yeah. That was literally last night. He realized. Oh, you as, as I was just going through for my notes. I was like, the interesting. Because yeah. she never met her. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the photograph. Do you, rem- do you remember when I dropped that screen cap? I'm like, remember this. Think no, about I it. I, I remember it. when you did that, but I forgot. <laughs> What scene it was or whatever by then. Because it's been a month ago. Yeah. But yeah. It's just like, that was my time. I was like, whoa, she never talked to Ray. So. That's so cool. A movie like this, the way I watched it last night took me three hours. Going through it, pausing, <laughs> rewinding, pausing taking it. notes. And it really unlocked the puzzle of this movie <laughs> and how much is <laughs> hidden in the details, which of course we're going over for you, the listener. Tell your friends now. <laughs> so It is super interesting how of much of a backseat Mari kind of takes in this movie too. Like seeing yeah. as I thought she played like a much bigger role. Like I remember her playing a much bigger role, but she's really backseat to Asuka in, in almost everything. Like she's like the, mm-hmm. the sniper in the background and yeah. just cat like, but she, the, the line she throws out, like the one you just said, yeah, it's, it's huge. Yeah. She knows a lot more than she's supposed to at her age. Yeah, but does that even affect anything really? Like I don't think, I feel like that doesn't even change the story or anything. We'll talk about it in the that next movie. Add, that just adds more lore. God dang it. <laughs> <laughs> more <laughs> mysteries. That's what Ava's all about. Yeah, this is an ongoing story. I, I um, love every time I see, every time I, I, I think of whenever Karu was like, oh man, that something seems off. I just keep thinking about the Mega 64 five minute video where it's like, oh, the old switcheroo. Yeah, I wrote <laughs> that in here. Karu falls for the old switcheroo. Old switcheroo. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, you may be wondering, how did they have two spears of longinus? Yeah. Uh, in End of Ava, the movie titled End of Ava, Doug, not the end of, of Ava. I'm with you. Uh, we see that humanity has the ability to produce their own yeah, 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 spears yeah, yeah. of longinus. Okay, so okay. I, I kind of recollect that. Like, yeah, we can make – they made their other, another one before. Okay. Now, the why of all of this is still not clear. Yeah, we do just, we have a why as to why it's bad that they're both – that? No, we just know that was not what Kaoru was expecting. He was expecting okay. to find Longinus and but, Cassius down there. But Gendo was. Gendo knew that there was going to be two Longinuses down there. Right. He probably was one that that did that. Okay. Yeah. Well, so nobody's we, been down that, here in Whatever, whatever that years. reason is, that yeah. is what shifts it into Gendo's plan as opposed to Sele's plan. Yeah. And it should be, we should remind you that Cassius was used to stop near third impact. So we have seen right. Cassius. We just don't know okay. where it is right now. Okay. Shinji Berserk Eyes's unit 13 <laughs> and disconnects Kaoru's control systems. Desperate to fix the world and find salvation, he stands atop Mark 6. Unit 13 doesn't have an AT field for some reason, so it absorbs Mari's attacks. By himself, Shinji in unit 13 retrieves both spears and Lilith's corpse explodes, both at ground zero and the head in front of Gendo. Mark Ooh. 6 remains, identified as a pattern blue, the 12th angel. Under orders, Ray decapitates Mark 6, freeing the 12th angel from it as it encapsulates Unit 13. Ray looks onward at the angel as it forms something resembling her face. What? So, this is continuing what happened at Third Impact, which we have to kind of think backwards and take some stuff apart. So, Unit 6, which was the blue Ava that Kaoru piloted to stop uh, unit one at the end of the last movie at some point went into central dogma encountered the 12th angel no it which... encountered the 12th angel first okay because when it's descending in that next episode preview we see it already has the halo oh true 
So at some point, encounter the 12th angel. Whatever happens, the 12th angel infects unit six, much like how that one infected unit three that Asuka was in. Presumably, Kaoru uh, was not in unit six as it was being operated by the dummy system as well. Right. So now unit six is just kind of a shell that holds the 12th angel. That's what was going on there. Went and did some stuff with Lilith down in the basement. Third impact starts. They use two spears to stop it. And so now they're kind of held in the suspended thing. So now that Lilith has kind of exploded, uh, unit six is now free and is just kind of twisting and moving around because it's, you know, just an empty husk with this weird angel swimming around in it. Ray decapitates it to free it. And so now unit or angel number 12 goes to unit 13 and some weird <laughs> transformation happens where now it starts to look like Ray and then a big yeah. baby and then. Eventually, it turns into a small little core that get, gets eaten. Yeah. But I don't remember any of this. I need to watch <laughs> yeah. It all happens very fast. Yeah. 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 This is like I was pausing every three seconds. God so. dang. <laughs> Shinji loses control of Unit 13 as Kaoru remarks that he, the first angel, has fallen to become the 13th angel. Why so does that matter? Th- so the beginning and the end are one and the same. Mari recognizes... Hold on, let me get through this and then we'll we'll jump into that. Mari recognizes that there is a pattern blue in the DSS choker and that there shouldn't be a 13th angel. Gendo confronts Sele to revise the pact set in the Dead Sea Scrolls. Gendo and Fuyutsuki shut down the instrumentalized, question mark, remaining members of Sele, which had previously been immortalized as the physical Sele pillars. So your question, the 13th angel thing. So there's only supposed to be 12... Whatever. That's just According to the Dead Sea Scrolls. Yes. Yes. Okay. And that they knew of from the yep. Apocrypha. Zele and Gendo knew that whatever, they've got the they've got the manual. They've got the Dead Sea Scrolls. Okay, so here's what's gonna happen. These impacts are gonna happen. We're gonna resume third impact for fourth impact, and that's gonna be triggered by the thirteenth angel showing up. So it's not actually like somebody, you know, came in and was like, Sorry, Kaoru, you're getting demoted to the thirteen. Because he already was an angel. He's a reincarnation of the first. But because he's the angel that's there, he's turns out he's the 13th and was the 13th all along. Because um, it's just the prophecy. He's just part of the prophecy that's going to be happening. Um, Is that a big deal or no? I mean, it's not a big deal such that Kaoru thought like, okay, we're going to fix the world. But then it turns out, uh-oh, secretly I was the trigger all along. I shouldn't have. Th- I should have thought about it. Oops. So Sorry, I'm 13. He was the trigger. One way to think about this, Doug, is that Adam slash Adams is the first <laughs> angel, but Adam slash Adams question mark in Kaoru's body is the 13th. It is essentially a new, differently aware entity. What? Adam so, as Adam, uh-huh, uh-huh. first angel. Adam as Kaoru, 13th angel. Okay. So same uh, guy, but two different forms gives him two different numbers in the list. So listing. what was it like in the TV series then? He there was, was a different number of angels. Angel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a different number of them. But he, it was the same thing where he was the first and technically last angel. Okay. With humans, the Lillian really being the final But angel. why does he feel so surprised and so... Oh, because he didn't realize he was the trigger for it? What do you mean he, by that? He's not privy to everything that Zele and Gendo knows somehow, despite being a fourth dimensional being. Yeah. They they pulled the little switcheroo on him. <laughs> so he's like, oh, no. I didn't know why this would happen. Why does the... Why does the Spears being not what he thought make him... So remember, he's looping. Whether he's looping back to the TV show or to whatever first iteration of the rebuilds, it doesn't matter. But his his consciousness has been looping through multiple 
existences. Right. And so this is the seemingly the first time he's encountered this particular set of events. So he doesn't right. know what to expect yet. He can only be so aware. He, okay. he can't see the future as far as he hasn't seen a series of events unfold. So that that's what it is. Like, oh, I don't. This is this is new. Yeah. Hmm. I'm the thirteenth angel. Why does he say that? Why does he say that? I'm the thir- like that's confusing. He's an angel. He always knows he's an angel, right? Why does it matter what number right. he is or that? They haven't gotten this far before. He so what? it's. We don't know so, the exact why. We can only glean yeah. at what he is always happening. thought he was the first. Yeah, because he is sort of a reincarnation of the first angel. So he's like, uh-huh. okay, I'm just one again. You know, we talked about before. There are four first angels. Right. Yeah. One of them died, which is why we, later on we'll talk about the uh, surviving atoms, because obviously that means some didn't really make it. So he's like, all right, cool. I'm the reincarnation of the first angel. That makes me number one, right? And that's what he thinks this whole time. No, he was actually 13. So he thought, let me take a look at this manual. Whenever it says first angel, that's me. Okay, cool. 13. Don't, uh, I don't know her. That's yeah. fine. Because he turns out he was 13. That's why. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Because I'm like, yeah. why does it, why do numbers matter to him? Like, okay, because he's looking at the manual, he's reading it. Okay, I'm number one. So my, my I'm checked. I'm done. Blah, 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 blah. And then when, yep. when, when, when Billy Bob, when it's his turn to, to die, da, da, oh, I'm Billy Bob? Okay. Oh, no. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> Switcheroo. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. It's 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 because the fucking way that the series names things is so fucking stupid. Because it's like 13, okay, it matters that it matters that I'm this next one sequentially. No, it just it just matters that I'm this guy. If they instead of calling the 13th, they called it Billy Bob. Oh, I'm Billy Bob. I would understand it much more. So we are you know what I mean? we're left I to assume that Sele has been instrumentalized during third impact into these pillars that surround Gendo. So, like, Third Impact did stuff, and then they took advantage and became infinite... Uh, limited uh, inf- infinities, yeah. Limited infinities, okay. Mm-hmm. But they still believe that they are on the path to what they were hoping to achieve will ultimately be achieved, whether they're a part of it or not. Hmm. Because they're getting shut that, down that's interest- and killed. That's interesting. Why are they in shutdown? Just like, all right. Because they're religious nut jobs, and their ultimate goal is not necessarily for themselves, but for all of humanity. Right. But to, Which, but to not be, but to like be checked out at this point. They're just kind of hanging around to make sure that everything is going along. So they're just like, all right, we'll stick around for 14 years. Be like, hey, is everything going? And then Lilith explodes. 13th Angel awakens. So like, okay, we saw it. We are taking a look at our checklist of things that need to happen. That's the last one. Okay. We're, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We're, we, we won. Mm. Uh, and it's at that point when I don't know the reason why they're, uh, Fiyutsuki and Gendo are like, all right, shut them off. We'll just have them die or whatever because they have the off switch for them. Yeah, exactly. They're yeah. kept here. We can just click and they're mm-hmm. dead one at a time. There is a line that number one, which I don't think they've just ever given a name in the movies, but in the TV series, his name is Keel Lorenz, um, says that the purpose of all this is the purification of human souls, not the collective fuse everybody into one sort of thing. So there is a slight difference in what their goals are, mm-hmm. which is like, it's a weird, he says the peaceful purification of hum- of human souls. So if that's supposed to be several layers of whatever to be like, oh, well, purification means being, becoming a divine being and to be a divine being, we all got to merge in one, whatever. It could well, still mean the same thing. It could. But if we take things at face value, they're just like, we just want everybody to be pure now. That's all mm-hmm. we wanted. Yeah. Ode to Joy, which of course <laughs> is back. Kaoru's in many ways, Kaoru's theme. I saw something last night when I was looking about this, that if you look at the lyrics to Ode to Joy, it's actually about um, humans connecting with each other. 
mm. or something like that. Mm. I didn't look too deeply, so don't take me at my word on that one. But, okay. Uh, wouldn't that <laughs> if be you cool? Play, if, if you play it uh, reverse and backwards, backwards. It's Carly Rae Jepsen's Call Me yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it right. actually well, is. Well, yeah. also, you have in the Fun background uh, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon yep. going as well. Mm-hmm. Right, everything, right. And then... And then if when you the play, if you play the Zack Snyder cut of the Wizard of Oz, oh dude, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 the the four by three version. So yeah. dun 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 dun. Stars is movies only. You guys remember that, <laughs> that commercial? <laughs> wow, deep cut. Unit thirteen absorbs the twelfth angel to go beyond the pseudo DMS phase, which whatever that means. And Mari identifies it as a straggler atom. Unit 13 and Mark 9 ascend into the sky and fourth impact begins at an accelerated pace. The entire rest of the geo front rises into the sky, which is, I guess, really this movie's version of the Black Moon, rises into the right. sky towards Unit 13 as the failures of infinity float in the sky. Kaoru's choker activates as the Wunder slams into Unit 13 at full speed. Ray loses control of the Mark 9 as Adam's vessel, plural possessive, as the original master of the Wunder attempts to retake control of the ship from Unit 1. As Shinji tries to take control of it, of Unit 1, no. right? No. No. The original? Shinji is in Unit 13. Yeah. He's Mark busy. 9. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's busy currently right riding. Yeah. He's currently riding on the front of the movie. <laughs> yeah. You said the original owner of, what did you, you say at the end? The original power core of Wunder uh-huh. was Mark 9. Or the original master? The master, yeah. Which right. one's Mark 9? Ray's That's the robot. Yeah. The one the, with the jet atom, the atom vessel? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Why is it three things? <laughs> Jesus. Christ. Gotta be three things. Because the Father, well, I, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Doug. I, so I, I gotta I give three. up on all that. <laughs> Fuck that. Wait, did, did we skip when uh Asuka turned into like a, a beast? It's like next. A, like a, like a four legged? Oh, it's not even happened there's, yet? Oh, yeah, shit. there's stuff to talk about with that too. Let's dive right into it. Asuka yeah. activates beast mode against Adam's vessel as Ray ejects so that Asuka can hit the vessel's core. Remember, she Ray's like, uh, what should I do? And Asuka's like, well, what do you want to do? And Ray's like, well, I guess I'm getting yeeaten out of here. <laughs> Asuka ejects and detonates Unit 2 to destroy Adam's vessel and save the Wunder. Inside Unit 13, Kaoru explains that this all happened because he turned into the 13th Angel and 4th Impact's trigger. Kaoru offers to close the doors of Guff so that Shinji no longer needs to worry, and he rams one of the spears into Unit 13's chest. And again, only Shinji feels this because Kaoru is disconnected from that, yeah. <laughs> but can still operate. I don't know, he's a god. As he inserts the second spear into Unit 13, his choker activates and his head explodes into brain stew. Unit 13 falls out of the sky, but the doors of Guff haven't closed yet. Oh, they didn't? Mm-hmm. Nope. They're still opening Damn. and impact still happening. Dude, what a, what, a, what a scene of his head exploding. Like, just ah, does it such a good job of showing what it must the, have been like for Shinji to witness that. The so, reminding us that we are in two separate plugs because we see the plugs crisscross as they're entering in. So they're in two separate places, but they've got screens so they can see each other. And of mm-hmm. course, before everything happens, Shinji is like pounding on an invisible wall because he just see you know we just see the screens. But it's, it's like, okay. So yeah, he's the bits dripping down so, off of it. Because he's smiling yeah. and he's like, He's like leaving Shinji with like a positive message or whatever. Like he's mm-hmm. like, well, I guess I'll, I'll see you again. I'll see you yeah, next right, time. Where's that next loop? I'll wake up out of the sixth <laughs> yeah, casket yeah. this time. But yep. for Shinji, it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's because uh, Misato is pushing the button, right? Like it's not, it's not a, pro- it's not a proximity thing, right? I mean, it's a proximity no. thing to activate it, but you have to activate it to so turn it off. There are two things people are theorize. One. Masato is pressing the button 
being like, okay, I got to kill Shinji because she doesn't know it's on Kaoru's neck. Mm -hmm. Or because we do see when everything, when they're setting up the the choker, um, they're showing all of the functions that it has. And one of the functions or a few of them are um, the awakening analysis mode activated, which means it can sense when an awakening happens, which is what happens to unit 13. It starts glowing red and stuff turns white. Uh, So it's, it's seen that it's activated. So it's just kind of like, okay, the awakenings happen. It's on auto mode. It's going to blow up. Right. Where Masato didn't have any input. It's just on auto. Okay. I can see that. Up to you to decide. Did she press the button and I was willing to kill Shinji or is it on auto? And that's what happened. I think Masato did because of how long the, 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 whatever the spears or whatever around his neck just are, are on. Like, mm. it looks like it's just waiting for someone to hit go, you know? Like, so it's like activated. And then, so the things appear on his neck, it's, it's there for a good minute, right? Or mm-hmm. it's not an immediate process. Like maybe, right. it, there's a time limit so they can it get away be from it too. before it happens. They don't want to get or his, dirty. His angel powers, you know, prevents it because he's able to operate unit 13 despite not, not being in yeah. control anymore. So, you know what? He probably could have survived that if he wanted to being a, a god or whatever. He just like, but he's like, ah, I'm done with this one. I did all I could. So let's, let's reset. Well, he has a mortal die. body. He can be uh-huh. killed by stuff. But So I think what's interesting here is we see Asuka eject Unit 2, mm-hmm. uh, much in the way that Mari did it with Unit... What unit was that? Five at that Five. time in the last movie. And they're both they're both when they eject these Avas, they say sorry to the Ava, but otherwise they're pretty laissez-faire about it. For Where in the TV well, series, it would have been their moms that they're killing oh, by doing yeah. that. Yeah. So the theory is, is that the only Ava... In the rebuilds with a human soul in it is unit one. No shot. Are you so kidding me? There are no soul catching that. We're changing dug. that too. I guess you're yeah. right. We never talk about that in these rebuilds. Yeah. Asuka I mean, killing her mom would have been a huge deal. Yeah. Same oh, thing shit. for in 2.0, Mari pilots unit two. If unit two had her has her mom's soul in it, like yeah. Asuka's mom's soul, wouldn't be able to work for her. That's true. Oh wow. That changes. Yeah, we're changing the rules. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you didn't like the soul catching. I love the soul catching net now. now. Now that I see it, <laughs> now that I don't have it, I want it back. <laughs> uh, also of note here is that the doors of Guff didn't just go away because the Ava was speared. So we can glean from that that possibly a similar type thing happened during near third impact, and that the doors of Guff, though we we see everything kind of shut. When Kaoru stabs Unit One, yeah, mm. it could have been that something at that moment was still left open because here in the next bit, when Kaoru's ejected, and we'll get into this reading in a second, but it's the final one, so I want to talk about it here. When Kaoru's ejected, that's what causes the doors of Guff to close. But Shinji was never ejected out of Unit One, so the doors of Guff could have still stayed open in some point, which allowed oh. Third Impact to happen right after. Do want to correct you? Kaoru doesn't get ejected out of Unit Thirteen. Shinji does. Well, yeah, you said it, you said it the other way. Well, I always read that as Kaoru yes. getting ejected, but I guess you're right. That doesn't right. make sense. It's, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Shinji never got ejected out of Unit 1 when sense. the spear I went believed through. you. <laughs> it's still the same. So it's when ejecting the source of the trigger is what is, allows them to close the doors of Guff. Or at least both pilots are now gone because yeah. Kaoru's dead, but there was still Shinji in there. And now that yeah. Shinji's out of there... There's nothing operating in it. But Shinji didn't anymore. get ejected out of near third impact. So how, Correct. Why yeah. Right. They threw so him wouldn't... into space, but the doors of Guff were still, maybe not open, but the door had been unlocked. Okay. That's a good way to put it. And so that's why third impact was able to happen so quickly after that, because Shinji was the key. 
to unlock the door. And and four is stopped because it's locked now because we got them out of there and spears are all in place. Yeah. All right. So unit eight ejects Kaoru's plug from unit 13, shutting it down and closing the doors. Oh, sorry. I, I guess it was Shinji's plug. Yes. Shutting it down and closing the doors of Guff. The Geofront slams back down into the Earth sideways. Gendo still believes that this is all acceptable and according to his Keikaku. Fourth Impact, translator note, Keikaku means plan. Fourth Impact, however, and for the time being, has been averted. Wunder leaves the scene and Asuka retrieves Shinji from his entry plug, grabbing his hand and walking off into the distance with Rei, who Asuka identifies as one of the original Ayanami batch behind them to reach an area of lower L containment field density to be rescued by who Asuka refers to as the Lilin. End credits. Are you okay? Whoa. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> you need to ask that after we're watching the yeah. movie. <laughs> so much in that. Um, so Asuka, remember when we watched Minus 120 Men, Mari and Asuka were referring to humanity as the Lilin. Remember, they were othering themselves, as Randy so eloquently put right. it. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Asuka is also doing that here. Right. Just because of the Ava curse, or is there more to it? It's addressed in the next one. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But if you want to just read from this movie, yeah. So the curse of Ava has changed them. Yeah. Right. No, so she's now outside of the Lilin. And, and uh-huh. they can survive in whatever this L density barrier oh, yeah. is. So Other- when- otherwise, regular Lilin can't. Is it saying, okay, did you said the geofront then fell back down? Is that what you said? The geofront, yeah. I don't know if the geofront's still up there, but the the, the black the moon black moon has fallen. Which is now no longer it's shaped a bla- like I've been a asking moon. this episode one, what the hell is a black moon? It's a- what am Lilith I came literally, to- Am I thinking too literally no. like a black moon? In the no. TV series, it is what Lilith came to Earth in. And it's, so it's where- not a moon, like humongous. It's like, In the TV series huge. it was. but it was, It's not humongous. Yeah. It's not like the size of regular moon. They actually give the number of kilometers um, that it is. But it, the geofront, Doug, where Nerv headquarters geofront is. Geofront is, is the pyramid. Yes. Geofront is- In this movie, It's so yes. strange. Yeah. yeah. But it's all inside that black moon. So- <laughs> Did we ever see the black moon? In this, In yeah. the TV series? In the, yeah. We see it in the And here, yes. Yeah. Is it black? Yes. Yes. It's what okay, Ray has it in her hands in End of Ava. But we don't see it, up from the it when we're on yeah. the ground. Is that the first time we see it? From the outside, yeah. Yeah. Because we just, I, I just see the pyramid. Whenever I see locations, it's like All right. of that. There's, a, there's an illustration, but I'm going to try to explain it to you. So okay. we've got a black moon, right? And it's filled with dirt. It's filled with dirt. It's just that. Except for the top layer, they've excavated that. And that's where Nerve headquarters is. And it's all still in that moon. Because they even bring it up in the TV series. They're like, actually, this thing is huge. And we've only excavated so much of it. Mm. And then we put our headquarters here. So okay. it's all inside that moon. And then End of Evangelion, Ray is a giant angel thing, lifts the black moon out of the ground. And uh, that's oh. where, because that's where Can she's Can you show from. me that that illustration? Do you have that on, on hand? Yeah, it's uh, in the wiki, I know. Well, um, while, while, while we talk, so, I just, just want to like get a visual. Ostensibly, this thing that we see in this movie is the same thing. They've just kind of given it a more alien design okay. to look less like a literal black moon okay. as it was yeah. in the original series. It's actually no, no shaped. One, no one's inside the geofront. Like if it falls that high, aren't people like dead from that falling that height? Nobody else is in there anymore, no. Okay. It's just yeah. Gendo and Fiyutsuki, but they I don't think they're in there. I, I think they're this whole else. thing with just them too. That's so weird. Um, it's all automated at this point. Um, but the black moon here is no longer round shaped. It's this weird thing that uh, looks like the Holy Grail. Like yeah. it's grail shaped. Ooh, which yeah, is kind of very is. cool. Like a, like a cup? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If I showed you the screen cap, you'd be like, oh, because I never I never saw it as that. I'm like, it's this weird corkscrew thing. What the hell is that? And then some, okay. you know, the wiki is like, yeah, it's shaped like a holy grail. I'm like, oh, now I see it. So is this uh, the begins of it falling down back to earth or whatever? Well, everything starts floating. Well, Randy, well, because before this entire movie, it's been floating in the in the sky. Well, Randy is looking for this. We'll just kind of quickly touch on the next episode preview, sure. which is kind of I didn't really write a whole bunch of this, but it's just a, a mo-capped Ava unit eight plus two running across the red lands, as they call it, fighting a bunch <laughs> of Avas. And uh, we don't ever actually see that happen, I don't think, in the next one. No. And the the rest of the description is like, well, I guess, yeah, some of this stuff happens, but it's super vague stuff. It's like opening mm-hmm. up a fortune cookie and saying, you're going to meet a new person tomorrow. And it's like, well, of course I am. There's billions of people on this planet. Yeah. And then it says Shin Evangelion Geki Joban. And then like a weird musical symbol, which I think means break or no, that was two. repeat, repeat, repeat. Right. Yeah. Mm hmm. So for you musicians out there who were analyzing the piano scene of this, that is what we're talking about. <laughs> I or believe it's called repeat. a refrain, but it means to repeat. Doug, you, you, are you in- investigating? You looking yeah, at I'm, that? I'm, I'm staring at this, at at this image until See, it makes sense. You're going to get a tattoo of it now? So that, <laughs> <laughs> that you know bottom what? left. Look in the mirror. There's, All right. Every morning. Okay. I'm just going to explain <laughs> it. That bottom left illustration, Doug, you see that big circle? Yeah. That's, that's the, the egg. Black moon. Yep, and you can see on top of it, they've got Tokyo 3. Right. And then that five kilometers thing right there, that's zoomed in. That's what you see at the top. That's the geofront. And that's where you can see the headquarters building. Right, Nerve Nerve HQ building is just on that very top of the iceberg. Yep. Otherwise, that entire moon is just filled with dirt. So where's the elevator? Uh, It's not shown on here, but you see on on the bottom left where it shows the little carve out of the five kilometers, that elevator would go straight down. Into the center, towards the bottom, too. unknown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's not shown what's, what's, in that illustration. What's the, what's the picture of the Earth on the top, on the bottom right? That's not the Earth. That is what you see. F- it's top down looking at the geo front, oh. which is there's a bunch of forest. There's a lake. There's some hills, some okay. other yeah. structures. Oh. And then, then there's down there. Yeah. And that's oh, is that where, where the, the melons is? Yeah. Yeah. It's oh. all underground. Tokyo 3 is above ground and everything nerve HQ and stuff is underground. It's just been carved out. And they've got all these uh, holes in the ceiling, and they've got these buildings that are just mirrors that reflect sunlight down into it, yeah. which is why it's illuminated to look like it's outside. For fuck's sake. All right, Doug, <laughs> let's talk about what happened during those 14 years based on what this okay. movie tells us. Yeah, I'm excited. Shinji initiated third impact by opening the doors of Guff. Kaoru intervened with the Spear of Cassius, halting third impact for the time being and trapping Shinji and Rei inside Unit 1. However, Shinji had already unlocked the key to Third Impact by unlocking the doors of Guff in the first place. At some point, Unit 01 was placed in orbit. Shortly after, the 11th Angel appeared and was defeated. Like, literally of no note. No, nope. right. it's just the next checklist on the, yeah. on the Dead Sea Scrolls. Yeah. Okay. Kaoru's Mark VI was given an autonomous control system, dummy system, and at some point was taken over by the 12th Angel. Not too long after Near Third Impact, Mark VI descended into Central Dogma, as seen in 2.0's next episode preview, and fused with Lilith to continue Third Impact, possible only because Shinji had initiated it in the first place. An overwhelming amount of humanity was turned into, quote, failures of infinity, possibly because Third Impact was ended before human instrumentality could complete. Third Impact was... So to uh, clarify, just to let us sink in. Ava 1s, the red Ava 1s? 
Yes, the big red that Ava is... ones with no heads are people. They're humans. When, oh my yes, god. When when third impact and near third impact happened, rather than just like their souls going off into whatever, they're yeah. morphed into these giant red zombies. Yeah. And so I guess those we, are people. I guess we can go ahead and talk about it because we saw it in minus forty eight H. They were all walking towards something. Oh mm-hmm. shit. So uh, where was I here? Uh, third impact was canceled by piercing the fused Mark Six slash Lilith with two spears. Now it is implied that it was Longinus and Cassius used here. That's what Kaoru assumes, but we're not a hundred percent sure if Cassius was ever used in this process or not. He does bring up they've morphed into the same yeah. shape, okay. so there's they are strange tools. Yeah, you know of the first ancestral race. Who knows how they work? But for whatever reason, they've now both become. Longinus Spears. So Misato and most of Nerve broke from Nerve to form Ville. Gendo, Fuyutsuki, and Kaoru carry on with Nerve under Sele. Tentative name, Rei Ayanami, is given life. Possibly due to continued pressure from Nerve, Ville understands that it needs to retrieve Unit 1 and use it as a power source leading to Operation US. And that takes us into this movie. You helped me, yeah. I mean, talking this out really helped me understand all that. (laughs) And that's all information given to you in this movie bullshit but it's just given to you out of order yeah and sporadically yeah that was really when i was sitting down (laughs) pausing it rewinding pausing (laughs) rewinding writing everything out that i was like oh it gives you a clear timetable of what not exactly how much time passed but Uh exactly what happened and in what order gotcha wow now it's a wild movie there's a lot more to it that we haven't gotten to next why was kaoru dressed like gendo you know what when what in the 2.0 preview for like what happens after near third impact, yeah, Kaoru is shown as dressed as the Nerve commander. So like, oh, Gendo lost his job. Something happened, and now gotcha. Kaoru is in charge. So what happened there? We'll have to see. Uh, Ken, would it be bad if I wanted to ask this question, Doug? At the start of this, you were not all into this movie. I was going to ask the same freaking thing. Right <laughs> all right. <laughs> What are your uh, I gotta go. Now? I gotta go, guys. Uh, my time is up. Uh, I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> no, 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 no. I gotta know. Oh, Has uh, your opinion uh, of this movie changed? Uh, n- no, I have to watch it again, which I I kind of want to now after after we're done here. Um, now, oh, yeah. now with now understanding how everything goes and why the techno babble is what it is. Yeah. Um, I think I may be able to enjoy it more. That's a, good. A lot more. Yeah, I'm so I'm glad like, you joined this podcast, Doug. Me too, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like, I really want to, I, I so desperately want to like these movies and, and talking with you guys has made me appreciate it more. Yeah. Otherwise, it'd be me more. and Randy going, oh, yeah, this means this means it. Oh, yes, yeah, it does. Yeah. Yes, like, oh, yes. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> We're just in our leather chairs with our cigars. Like, mm, yes, of course. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. The, the black moon yeah. turned into the white moon. Yeah, of course, <laughs> as one does. So, of course. Uh, we do have, we put out a call, as we do on some of these podcasts. We put out a call for listener thoughts here. Let me do a quick refresh on this tweet here. And so, our first person who replied was Jacob Sawyer, um, always replying here. Unfortunately, he was replying about the wrong movie. No, what was he but, replying about? Uh, we'll go ahead. He was replying about the Dragon next Ball movie. Resurrection F. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> he was replying about the next movie, and then when Randy brought this up that he might have been confused, Jacob just says, "Oh, well, there you go." 
<laughs> Perfect Jacob answer. Thanks, man. Yeah, Jacob, I think that that was hilarious, and I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cracked us all up. Thank yeah, you. You're on the that. same page I am, then, so with like, confusion. Ah. <laughs> Don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So Austin called turn text Austin. 3.333 just edges out to be my favorite of the new theatrical Ava films. Following Shinji in a world where he no longer belongs to is an engaging direction. The dramatic changes in setting and plot compared to the first two films and the TV anime truly opened the door of possibility. And guff. But yeah. I added that <laughs> and guff part. And guff. Oh, yeah. Why in the end of the movie? So they're in the geofront still, the, the um, Asuka, Rei, and Shinji, right? They're No, they are outdoors. In, uh, How did that happen during the battle? They got like they like got blown away, far away somewhere, or what? Well, Ray and Asuka ejected from their Avas, went flying, so they went wherever. They're Same in thing the geo front, ejected, and then went where? North? They're not there anymore so, because that was yeah. that big Holy Grail looking thing. Okay, um, so they're outside of it. They're just in Japan, yeah, and, okay. uh, on uh, on the surface. Which has the entire place is kind of turned to core, which is just that red stuff that yeah. they start calling that in the next movie. Yeah, that's where that terminology comes from. Okay, right, coreized land. But it's like it, they call it like the L juice or whatever. L the density L density field. is too high, which okay. is whatever it is. It's a Lillen thing that like so humans they can't, keep they can't get there. It's like you can't breathe or is radiation. Right. Humans right. can't get right. there, but because they are no longer Lillen. They can survive it, so they're just going to hoof it until they get to a place where they can get. That's up supposed by to be like confusing at the end, like oh, they're not Lillian anymore. What does that mean, kind yeah. of? Or yeah, right. Okay. The, the okay. beginning of the next movie goes directly into addressing some of this kind of okay. stuff right away. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, and, and at this point, like they're like Ray, just come on, like is that the vibe? Yeah, yeah. Even though they're even Do though they were just fighting, it's just like come on. Right. You're all just kind of part of this plan, whatever. You know, we're just going to get through this together. Uh, Shinji leaves the SDAT player in the ground. Well, I mean, he's kind of checked out entirely. But this tentative name, Rei Ayanami, uh, sees it. We don't get to see visually that she picks it up, but, but, it's, but yeah. she has it in the next movie. <laughs> so, yeah, yes, exactly. Which is really nice. Yeah, it really yeah, is. It's almost as I remember really changed in Rei. I really remember enjoying this next movie, so I'm gonna be excited to watch that one. Yeah, I mean, for I mean, this most recent movie, so it's the one I've seen the least. Yeah, yep. and I don't feel like I remember it all that well. So I'm. I think it's much... a lot of like it's a lot less techno babble. That's why I enjoyed it a lot more. Like, <laughs> a lot of it's just like slice of life. So I'm excited to see that. Oh, I don't know about that. I think there's still a lot of <laughs> babble in this. There, no, there is a lot, especially near the end. Yeah. But in, in the in the middle, in the smack that middle, it's very like peaceful. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. love it. Yeah, we don't want to spoil I'm what ex- that means for people who haven't mm-hmm. seen right. it. Right. So uh, I think that's going to about bring us to a close here. Um, Doug, if you happen to watch 3.33 again, please let us know uh, sure. your thoughts for this next one. Um, we're going to try to keep this on pace here. So two weeks after this episode. The next one should be out. We're not going to wait nine years like uh, we like we easily could. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I if I hear Jacob laughing during the serious part of this podcast, we're postponing yeah. this three years. Honestly, uh, I want to get these recorded and done before Yakuza 8 and Final Fantasy oh. Rebirth come out uh, because oh. I don't want to be editing a secondary podcast at that point. So that's got to yeah. come out. Yeah. So, uh, and and you, you got to catch up on, on Crisis Core by then, too. So. I don't know about that. Do it. I don't know about that, Doug. So you ha- dude, <laughs> you really you should. have to. 
Well, anyways, I don't know. We will do another <laughs> podcast when I play that game, I guess, uh, which is not going to be for a while. We don't need to talk about it. I just want you to play it to appreciate Rebirth more, but whatever. I don't know. I've seen some of that voice acting. Maybe I'd better be best it's off fine. not doing it. <laughs> play it with <laughs> you just play it in my Japanese. hair. So I don't remember if we do this at the end of ours, but you can find me at DetectiveX. Uh, Doug, where can people find you online? You can find me at your Baz, Doug. And Randy. You can find me at Saber underscore Breaker. Okay, so remember, this is a bonus podcast that we do here on this channel uh, or on this station, if you're listening on the radio. Uh, <laughs> we all, Our main product is, of course, for Dragon Ball-related stuff. Um, surely you've heard of it before. Uh, and <laughs> we've been reviewing Dragon Ball GT. We are almost done. We're almost there. So close. When this comes out, there are only two episodes of our GT podcast left. Yeah. Uh, so some people say that's the best part of GT. So it's come check it out. Bittersweet. It's going to be bittersweet, guys. Yeah. As always, guys, thanks for watching. Next movie is 3.0 plus 1.11, Thrice Upon a Time. Make sure you pick it up at your local retailer. I think, uh, well, this, but by the time we're recording, I think it's like tw on sale for $23 at Target right now. But mm. by the time this comes out, it won't be anymore. So forget I said anything. <laughs> we'll catch you, Matinator. <laughs> Ta-ta. Bye.